This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Democratic Party's candidate won the popular vote, but challenge ballots led to the Republican candidate ultimately prevailing in the Electoral College, partly due to the invention of the Supreme Court. This was the controversial U.S. presidential election of 1876, and the winning Republican candidate, who would succeed the presidency of Ulysses S. Grant under a cloud of controversy, was Rutherford B. Hayes. The Hayes administration was feckless and crude, using troops to suppress striking railroad workers while withdrawing troops from the South where they had been garrisoned to enforce civil rights. But Rutherford's wife, Lucy Hayes, was beloved by the public and in many ways the progenitor of the modern First Lady. Mrs. Hayes was active in charities and community outreach, made extensive public appearances, and originated a still-standing presidential PR event, the White House Easter Egg Roll. First Lady Hayes also used her platform to advocate for her personal political causes, voting rights for African Americans, women's education, herself the first presidential wife to graduate college, and what would prove to be her defining cause, temperance. After President Hayes banned alcohol from the White House, a decision the media speculatively credited to the teetotaler First Lady, she earned the nickname Lemonade Lucy. The substitution of sweetened citrus fizz for the hard stuff was common in the era, as in the slogan, goodbye to liquor, here's to lemonade. The moniker stuck, and First Lady Lemonade's Lucy visibility emboldened the burgeoning prohibition movement, which would grow to a king-making role in democratic politics and in time spearhead a constitutional amendment. Today, President Rutherford B. Hayes is largely forgotten, reduced to a punchline in the song, We Are the Mediocre Presidents, from the Simpsons episode, I Love Lisa. And while prohibition failed and Americans are drinking more alcohol than ever, they're also consuming countless gallons of First Lady Hayes' favorite beverage. This week on Doughboys, a California fresh chain Lucy Hayes would appreciate. Lemonade. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, a big old silly goose, the Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. A big old silly goose? A nice little wholesome one to start things off Mm. here in the year year of our Lord, 2022. That was from Blake Thomas, RoastSpoonMan at gmail.com. I like it. I mean, it's correct. I like it too. Why? Because we get, I mean, look. You are a silly goose. We get get to address, well, not today. I don't, I mean, maybe I sound like a goose today. Getting over being sick. My first yeah. cold in like two years because of a, uh, you know, pandemic and being masked and everything. I haven't, I haven't right. I really kicked my ass, but I sound like a damn nerd. I mean, I would, I would say you sound like a nerd just because you're sick. I sound like a damn nerd. I don't think you sound like a nerd. You sound fine. Well, you're a nerd. So I sound like, I, I just sound, sound normal like, to First you. off, you don't sound like me. I sound way cooler than that. I don't sound like you, buddy. Um... <laughs> I don't say I don't have a nasally voice. I don't think you have a nasally voice. Okay. Okay. I. I but uh, but uh, you're a nerd, and I sound like a damn nerd. Okay. Well, it's so cool now in your class. No, it's not cool to be a nerd anymore. It is Nerds cool. need to be beat up. Ever heard of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mitch? 
God damn it. Speaking of nerds, I saw Ghostbusters last uh, last night. Yeah, so we are, we are to put everyone in our, sure. in our temporal space, we are recording this in 2021, obviously. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, this is this is a little bit of a blast from the past. Uh, but this is our first episode of 2022. Ghostbusters isn't that old at this point. It'll be a little old. It won't be as in the zeitgeist. It'll be the it'll okay. be 2022. Everyone, uh, this is coming out January 6, 2022. So I think people will be in a different headspace. They'll be thinking about the new year ahead of them. They won't be thinking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Well, not to quote our old friend Jay Sherman, but mm-hmm. it sucks. <laughs> Is that what he said? I'm remembering it differently, but people are gonna think I'm doing a Mulaney impression. It's not Mulaney. It was the mm-hmm. critic. I'm doing the critic. They sound very similar. Um, right. Both very yeah, horny. It's it's <laughs> it's it's it's, uh, it's look. It's what what can I, I just don't want to see kids doing stuff anymore. Can we not see kids? I don't want to see kids mm. battle. Look, look, Wikes. Yes. You gave it to the girls. You gave it to the kids. Now give it back to the boys. There we go. Give now it you don't back sound to like a boys. nerd. Now you sound like the Mitch I know. Who directed the last two movies? Anyways, give it uh. back to the boys. <laughs> <laughs> the boys. Happy two year, Mitch. I hope I hope you're doing okay beyond your cold. Happy I hope two you're, year. Yeah, I hope you're looking forward to this. I'm starting this the year, new year. by being. Being mad at Ghostbusters. Anyways. You're being cranky about a month-old movie at this point. Just to let it go. Um, <laughs> give it back to the boys. Um, the kids had their time. I was afraid to do this bit because I thought people would be... Will just take me seriously. I mean, they definitely will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. There'll be people but who wise. take it seriously and be like, Mitch is right. They should give it back to the boys. <laughs> And then there will be other people who will be like, like, like Mitch is problematic. He, they yeah. should, that he's saying that they should give it back to the boys, but there needs to be more opportunities on screen for other people. <laughs> and then there will be people who will be like, like, that's it. I think they actually record, I think they actually recorded this in 2022 and they're just lying about recording it in 2021. I think oh, Mitch no, just saw truthers. Ghostbusters. Yeah. I'm mad that he's seen it so late. Yeah, he should have seen it in theaters. Wags, are you enjoying your time at Crypto.com Center? <laughs> Crypto.com Arena, thank you very much. I haven't, oh, okay. uh, I, I gotta say, uh, it's, it's a, I don't love the name change. You know, our, fan, mm-hmm. our friend Van Roby show, uh, we mm-hmm. went out and we had a nice little dinner with, uh, you were there, uh, Van was mm-hmm. there, a few of other friends. We were, having, we were making merriment for the holidays. And uh, I paid for everything on my card, but with like, hey, everyone just pay me back, send me Cash App or, or Apple Pay or whatever. Uh, Van sends me a crypto.com coin to for his balance. He sent Jesus. me like 160 uh, CRO on crypto.com to cover what he owed. And I have to like fucking sign up for a crypto.com account in order to redeem this cryptocurrency that I don't know how I can actually like turn into into real money it's it's uh, from what i could see it's it's uh it's gone up right like uh the, what he gave it's you gone is up, worth yeah. more yeah because all this is you, fake. Can, you can use it in the arena wags there you go Crypto. can you arena. can you spend can you spend cro at the crypto.com arena i mean if you like, can't spend dog? it at the 
fucking crypto crypto.com arena. Yeah, what are we even doing else? here? What are we doing? This is for for anyone who doesn't follow sports, any non-sportos out there, they've renamed the Staples Center the crypto.com arena. So I got to tell you something, Wags. I, mm-hmm. I I went to another movie. Um now this this actually might not seem as dated because it okay. was it, I went and saw our screening even though it is about a month old. It's not as much in the mm-hmm. zeitgeist. But I saw uh Licorice Pizza. Wow. And in Westwood. So I I was there with um Mookie Friend and and uh, uh Jess Jardine and Tim Kalpakis. All friends and of the show. A surprise, Jack Allison showed up. Friend of the uh, show. With a buddy with a with a buddy of his and and a great delight. Probably a friend of the show. You're being cryptic, uh, but no, no, he was not. We don't, we don't know. His name is Isaiah, I believe. We don't know. Okay. Him. Um, and so we were walking down. I was walking down, and we like try to go close to the screen, and then Jess is like, "This is too close," and I was like, "I agree, too close." So I went left. They went right, and I mm-hmm. was like, "This row is perfect." I start walking down the row. Yeah. Uh. And then I I, I, I I bumped my knee and I yelled shit. And then I looked over. I looked over and who's in the row? But I just stared dead-eyed right at these people. It's it's Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Wow. <laughs> and they're staring daggers at me. And I'm not sure if it's because I chose to sit in their row, which was empty. But I was like, guys, come here. Come sit here. And, and they were like, no, we're back here. And then I was like. Then I saw that it was Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson just staring at me. And I also it could have been because I like hit my knee and was like, shit. And like a big monster yeah. was walking down their row. Did you, did you sound like, was your voice like it is now? Cause maybe we're, yeah. they were like, that guy sounds like a damn nerd. <laughs> he sounds like a nerd. Oh, I can't do it, Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson, they were laughing it up wow. during the whole, the whole movie. Uh, and I, I left the aisle. I didn't sit with them because they were staring daggers, probably because I was swearing. But uh, patient zeros right there. The uh, COVID patient zeros. I don't think it's fair to call them patient zeros mm, and blame them for well, the pandemic. Uh, they were the first. Okay. Them and Rudy. Go Anyways, we're, we we got to get our guests in here. Howdy ho yes. to Spoon Nation. Yikes. Can't do it today. And here, why is a little here is a little drop. We'll each go around, give our closing argument, if you will, 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 which one of the classic monsters you think smells the most like shit? I bet there's probably a case for Wolfman. Like around his butt, there's like Wolfman turds. It's important to practice good hygiene. I bet you Dracula smells good. Dracula smells Dracula smells like perfume. I bet you the Crypt Keeper smells like shit. Smells like shit. Yeah. Laughing. Constantly making puns. Whatever the answer is, it's very good. It's a very good discussion about which monster smells the most. I actually agree with that. It is good. Yeah, it's um, a good topic. Listen to the show. I'm like, hey, well, you know what? We are silly gooses. That is, that's <laughs> still, true. you know what? I, and I listened to it. I was like, that's kind of funny we talked about. I don't even remember that. And then me neither. it kept going on. And I was like, oh, no, it's bad. Anyways, <laughs> I Mitch Weiger and Emma. Here's a track I made with the great Dell, the funk, 
the funky homo sapien track if you must that i hope you all enjoy unlike the smelly monsters you discussed in a recent double i'm sure that you and weiger are a couple of well-groomed and hygienic young men who smell great hope to see you all again at another live show if you ever make it back to dc thanks dan farinella from arlington virginia i'm not sure if i got that right dan but dan farinella arlington virginia Nice drop. Well-crafted. Mm-hmm. Meet Virginia. Remember that song? Meet Virginia? Wasn't that, wasn't that it? There you mean Yes, Virginia? You. Yes, Virginia, there's no. a Santa Claus? What the fuck is that? Our guest will know this, and we should get her in here because she's great. But also, she'll know, Meet Virginia. Isn't that what it was? There we're we're going to find out. Walks. We're, we're gonna see. We're gonna see if there's uh, if our guest is gonna back you up here. Our guest, an actor and comedian, frequent guest of Doughboys, friend of the show, co-host of the podcast Off Book, the improvised musical. Jessica McKenna. Hi, McKenna. How are you? There she wants to beat us. In. Is that the one you're doing? Yeah, that's it. That's the I, one. I knew I she'd gotta, know it. I gotta say though, I think I'm more familiar with Yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. Wow. <laughs> Terribly sorry, Mitch, but I think that's the ref that I roll a little deeper with. Here's what I was thinking of because of Afterlife. Uh, in the afterlife. Serious strife. That's all I know. It's a that we held to pay. Squirrel Nut Zippers. Is that who that is? Squirrel Nut Zippers. Yeah. Is that from the is that from the the short-lived swing revival? That's exactly it. Yeah. They had they had like kind of a quirkier sound, which was fun. Can you can you can we all just put ourselves back in that moment where we were just like, yes, the cherry pop and daddies are on. Cause for me, <laughs> I was in like fifth grade saying that sentence, which is just baffling. Yeah. Really inappropriate name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. That is that's really horrifying. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, but like when my mom would sing like uh outcasts, hey uh, and be like, just want to make you come my I was like, oh fuck, she doesn't know. <laughs> She certainly does not know. She does not know. Your mom know. was singing that to you? She, she didn't. She, moms she, loved she, Heya. Moms, moms lo- did love Heya. Yeah. Is the truth. This one's and fun. I heard it at, at your cousin's wedding. My baby. And then you shake it. Shake it like a I mean, it's very inviting. It's very inviting for moms. They're going to accidentally say, I want to see you come up. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> Will not get what it even means. They mean that they think it, they they're saying they they believe it in the the like come over way. I think is, yeah. is what, mm. is what um, I hope. I, I'm that it's a uh, the I'm thinking back on the the swing revival, mm. and you had the Cherry Pop and Daddies. Was the other band Big Bad, Big Bad Voodoo, Voodoo Daddy? Daddy? Yeah, another Daddy band. What was with the yeah. Daddies and swing? I think it was like. You know, some sort of lingo mm. throwback, like cool cats okay. and daddy o's. Yeah, and daddy o, yeah. Sure. But yeah. real weird. And so they had that, and then the, then the movie was Swingers. And around the same time, I believe that Swingers Cafe became a thing on the scene yep. uh, that mm. people were going to locally here you know, in LA. I, yeah. I have another, I, I, have, I, I, I have another theory mm-hmm. that they were all goddamn nerds. <laughs> Possible. Yes, cer- certainly, certainly. 
all those swing bands were, were freaking nerds. Yeah, Come on. goddamn nerds. Yeah, you know, no, no actual cool person is calling themselves a cherry pop and daddy. That's the most it's posturing true. posture I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> what an attempt at looking like you know what's up. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember there was That's... also the there was the Gap commercial that was a big thing. Like people were really into there was like there was like uh, everyone was wearing khakis and it was a Gap khakis commercial and then like a some swing revival song was playing and everyone was dancing. Was it Zoot Suit Riot? It might have been I, Zoot oh, Suit Riot. I remember, Riot. I remember yeah. this commercial. I, I don't think it was Zoot Suit Riot, but that's like it might as well have been Zoot Suit Riot. But was that before or after the Gap commercial that was uh, to Mellow Yellow? Because I remember that one really taking over. Oh yeah. Mm. It, I feel like it predated it. Yeah, it was, it was in the nineties. There yeah. was like a sexy gap commercial where they were just like all in that big white like psych room, well right. lit in those mm, different vibrant mm. colors, just like, I'm just mad about saffron. And I was like, I guess gap is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get this straight. I'm fifth I'm in fifth grade. I'm trying to understand. Swing and gap are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wags and I are ancient, so so I this this I I'm I would get stuff gifted to me from Gap. I like a Gap. I had plenty of Gap stuff. Wags, did you wear any Gap? I st- Gap is still in my rotation. You yeah, want to yeah. take out my my backup wallet? I'll show you my Gap card right now. I'll show you my Banana Republic card while I'm at it. I fell well, into the Gap. I fell into the Gap. I think you gotta. The, the Gap was getting everybody. You know Banana Republic is a clothing store, right? <laughs> you don't just have a partial share in a dictatorship. Yeah. I went in there looking for Stuart, Dave, uh, Bob. None of them were there. For you to be their favorite store. Uh, I've Yeah, I've, I've got like a, I'll, I'll shop at The Gap. I'm not above The Gap. Mm. Get a quali- get a hoodie from the Gap. Get yeah, some uh, get some underoos. Why not? I remember like as like a pimply faced boy. Like as like a pre, as like a tween, preteen, and then t- like early teen, mm-hmm. like wearing gap, like in like just in high school, I guess maybe. So maybe not. T- maybe that's like like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Gap, like getting gap stuff as gifts, and like trying to wear gap stuff and trying to be like I can fit in, and like you know, just having acne and having sure. wearing the khakis and then wearing the gap long sleeve. Trying to, I was trying to conform. I tried. I yeah. tried to conform. I tried yeah. my damnedest. I think Gap was cool for a second, right? Like it was. Yeah. It, was yeah. it was. It I was. I mean, there cool. was like the SNL sketch of the Gap, the girls like folding the clothes at the Gap. The Gap there, girls. The, right. the perfume was a little bit popular for a, a second, mm-hmm. and and just the I had like Gap cologne at one point. The yeah. big Gap, like titular Gap sweatshirt. I think it was, you know, yeah, it definitely, if you weren't into it, it was some conformist bullshit for you, for sure, Mitch. But it was, you know, yeah. you could do a lot worse than the basics of Gap. Right. I'm always conforming, because I, I, I'm a conform guy. I, I, uh... Hey, give it back to the boys. They're ready to conform. Uh, the boys are ready to conform. The boys. The boys the like boys, to conform. The boys are ready to conform. Just tell them what to do. Uh, just pick out their pants. They're tired of picking them. <laughs> this is true. I, You know what? I felt like I looked okay in Gap stuff where I, I would try Abercrombie and Fitch and it would be like, that to me was like like uh, the preppy snooty, and I mean Gap was too. But like, yeah, I could I could wear Gap, and it would be like a looser fit. So I liked it's a, Gap. Abercrombie's designed for a slender frame. 
You got yeah. yeah you gotta you, you gotta be slim to pull that off. And Gap was Gap was Gap was not. I mean, the, the Gap girls all, all you know they were all they were all and they, that was Sandler and and uh, Spade and and Farley and that's where we got the lay off me I'm starving is a Gap girl sketch. Uh, oh, when, yeah, when, right. When, is that uh, the same? Are they like on their break at the mall? They're yeah, the they're on court. their break at the mall and they're yeah eating fries. Yeah, yeah. these yep. are good. Um, <laughs> I, I got in trouble in seventh grade for bringing an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog to school. It was like this, this thick, wow. like they used to do like a quarterly big, thick catalog, like not like yes. a, not like a small, um, typical catalog. And I was passing it around cause it was full of sexy shirtless men playing lacrosse and stuff. Wow. And I was like, this is the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. I brought it to school. I stole it from my sister and my English teacher, Mrs. Greenhill, like confiscated it from my friend, Emily Labonte. And, uh, I can't remember if Emily immediately threw me under the bus or if I was like, it's mine, but we both had to stay after. Huh. And she was like, some people would consider this pornography. Wow. And I was like, wow. what was it? Were you, were you, were you at, were you at a, a Catholic catalog? School? No, it's a clothing catalog. It just has like Dear shirtless Lord. dudes. Dear Lord. I, I do remember, though, that I do remember this era well, of by the controversy. Way, yeah. By the way, Wags is reading that catalog right now as, as, we're, as we're here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I can multitask. He's like, look at these Thumbing boys. Look at these boys in terry cloth shorts who are r- rowing crew, and then they're coming out of the water and half putting on like a big rugby polo. This is sexy. <laughs> Give That's Abercrombie back days. to the boys. Back to the boys. It's also back so to funny to me because it had like such East Coast mystique. Like, sure, from mm. being a SoCal girl, I was like, oh my gosh, we don't even. I don't even never even heard of these sports that they're modeling. Yeah. Like rugby and lacrosse and crew it felt very like oh my mm. gosh if i get into an ivy league school will these be the dudes i'm around <laughs> unfortunately maybe Unfor- yes unfortunately uh, brown said no thank you <laughs> oh, no fortunate yes their mistake that's very fortunate i feel i feel like uh yeah i feel like that 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 east coast mystique even even for me as a new england boy like I wanted to be sent to like a private school up in like a yeah. up in like a beautiful part of New England. Oh yeah, and to be Come there when on. it's snowing and beautiful. I mean, like there is there is some mystique to that. There, check but- out that. Did this guy read Catcher in the Rye or what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Catcher in the Rye back myself. to the boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the boys. The boys know about the, the phonies. The boys, unfortunately, are still have Catcher in the Rye, but uh, but I I I I will say this: Abercrombie and Fitch was a line too far for me. It was uh, mm. that was that was like uh, like I could conform to Gap. I'll conform to your Gap. I'll I'll, sure. I'll, I'll 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 get my clothes at Gap. I'm fine with that. But uh, but and and mostly it was like TJ Maxx. I was getting my clothes. Let's be real. But I did get some Gap stuff. But. Abercrombie wise, I don't know. Were you an Abercrombie? I couldn't do Abercrombie. No, thank you. I, I didn't want it. I tried to go. I, it's just, it's an intimidating shopping experience. Oh, yeah. I went as a young adult, as a collegiate man. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can handle it. I felt too uncool there. I did try on a couple of polos and I was like, I can't wear this. Yeah. That's and, when you uh, thought, you know, I can't wear this. I need to wear this and another polo with it, both collars yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It is, Wait it is, fu- like, that, I can't wear this, Aber- but I can wear this and this. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I, so I, uh, years ago, Jordan Morris and I, and, and a few other people worked on this show. One of my, I think my first TV writing job that it was called the daily habit on fuel TV. And I had an on-camera bit where I was playing like this douchebag character. And I had the double layered polos, like a, like I had like a, you know, whatever, like a white polo underneath, like a hot pink Ooh. polo. Um, Damn. and you know, and uh, with like the, however the collar was worn back then. And then my hair like got like kind of spiked uh, kind of a, in a spiky pompadour, kind of like a Jesus. douchey haircut at the time. I looked like a complete asshole. And then, so as part of that, but I was writing for the show and they had this odd camera bit to do later. So it was like prepping some like BMX guy who was going to like go on and be a guest of the show and have to like make jokes about, you know, web videos. Cause that's what the show was. Um, and the guy was just like looking at me weird the whole time. And then we did that. We did tape the show and then I did my bit. And then he came out to me afterwards and he was like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I thought you were just that guy. Like he didn't know I, I was doing a character later. I was like, oh yeah, wow. I get that. That'd be weird. That, I mean, some that tattoo BMX guy a, talking to like the biggest douchebag. I was gonna say, is this, is this guy a fool? He thought you were the real. <laughs> had he um, ever it, had, had he ever seen or heard of TV or film and acting? <laughs> Maybe not, Mitch. He's doing sick jumps and flips. That's it's a, true. Good point. Yeah. That's it's not his world. Busy. I, I was going to say that Abercrombie stuff was very constricting. It felt like a like yeah. It felt like a what I imagine like a corset. I mean, not as bad, I'm sure, but like it felt like I was like every time I put it on, I'd be like, ugh, this is like holding in my my fat, and I, if I don't right. like it. I've my experience was that it all felt like it wanted to be like yes, tighter and also falling off. Like it wanted mm. the pants that was like. Also, Hollister, its West Coast, like, sister store Mm -hmm. was that, like, catered to having more, like, whereas Abercrombie had the little moose, Hollister had the little seagull, whereas uh, you might get a a fake sweatshirt like you went to Nantucket. This one would Mm -hmm. be, like, Santa Monica or whatever, Mm -hmm. or, like, Mm -hmm. Malibu, Ventura, whatever. And it was all, like, waffle texture, thin, thin Henleys. That were mm, as tight sure. as possible. That you had to wear a ta- a tiny tank top underneath, sitting atop low rise flared jeans. That was like God. my experience of wearing yeah. these things. So also, uncomfortable. Also, we had this thing where then UGGs became popular, and uh, in Southern California, it's almost essentially never cold enough to wear UGGs. But that didn't keep the girls from my school uh, from hopping on this trend. And so, a legitimate <laughs> popular <laughs> outfit at my high school was a short jean skirt from Hollister or Abercrombie, Uggs, a tank top, and a thin, sparkly scarf. Dear God. Wow. <laughs> Emma's nodding. <laughs> Although I know Emma's East Coast, but I guess I guess maybe enough of that translated. No, we did the same thing. We just wore leggings under the, the mini there skirt. Go. There you go. <laughs> wow. My mom got me some Uggs slippers recently. The Uggs did slippers really? are really nice. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah the they slippers are, nice. are great. They're but, meant to be worn in your home, though, not to school. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wear them outside sometimes now too. The pandemic changed that, but the pandemic changed. You know, I was I was it's I was true. I was going down the street the other day, and you know what's become kind of a bit of a style since the pandemic is uh, sleepy. <laughs> sleepy is a style, but I, I was saying like like uh, the the Forrest Gump running cross country look. Uh, I, I saw like a few guys that kind of looked mm. like Gump post cross country. They've 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 used the pandemic. They've kind of just like merged the pandemic, not cutting their hair or beard, and they've just kind of merged that into a look. Interesting. Yeah. I saw a few gumps. I saw a few gumps on the road. 
I definitely grew my hair out over the pandemic. I didn't get a haircut mm-hmm. for like a, a year, and then I just have kind of kept it long. But the big beard thing, I can't do. I can't do. Yeah, that these are like silver, hair. like hip do, but they like just like wild hair and beard. Like a, uh, I saw a few of them the other day. A few of mm-hmm. them, I say, and I saw Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh! Look at all these gumps. Um, I had a very <laughs> I a similar. Real gump. I had a very, gump patient zero. I had a very similar experience <laughs> with Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. <laughs> Did wow. you really? <laughs> I mean, it was like now a very, I think it's- very different setting. But I, uh, it was when I was in college, and they were taking their now infamous son Chet Hayes on a tour wow. of Northwestern, where he did end up going. And I was running wow. late to class, and I, I used to walk to school with like Bose noise canceling headphones on, which was like pretty dangerous. Um, but they doubled as earmuffs. And so it was like, it really worked out. But I saw my friend Josiah giving a private tour. He was like in a, he was my friend who then like went to work for the administration briefly after he graduated and he was giving a private tour. And I was just like running to class and just went like, Hey Josiah, but then locked eyes with Tom Hanks and was like, Oh, uh, he didn't give me daggers, but it was like, Ha, you've just shouted at us. Yeah. <laughs> like it was right. that weird experience where you just like really catch yourself mid giant wave to your friend and you're like, mm. that's one of the most famous people in the oh, world. E- in the world. And yes. I'm like shouting at him in the quad. Um, Maybe he then, throws then daggers. They were, then they were nice. They gave me like a hoa. You know, they were, they were sweet, but they, their initial reaction was like, you're shouting at us. <laughs> right. I mean, wow. that was my thing too. I did scream out shit. Yeah, and, I'm and, sure they and, were just bewildered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were. Enjo- they enjoyed the movie. They were laughing it up at, at Licorice Pizza. But I look, and I was excited because a lot of my Wags knows this, but a lot of my celebrity encounters have been, uh, I guess you could say, right leaning, like uh, in the in the golf cart on, on the Fox. You're talking lot, John Wags. Voight, right? I, I, You're talking I, yeah, Wahlberg. I got, Wal- I got Wahlberg and Scott Scott ba- uh, Scott Bayo on oh, the, the Fox boys. lot. The, the boys, the boys. <laughs> Wahlberg complimented my jacket. I told him I was from Quincy. He complimented my Red Sox jacket. And Scott Bayo was also, they were both very nice. And then John Voigt, Sony Lot. And yeah, it was asking me about love. Very nice. Uh, the Not the show love, not about love mm-hmm. in general. Uh, hey, you, what? come here. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Tell me about your love life. <laughs> no, come here. Tell me about your love life. <laughs> Sir, you have picked the wrong person, but I will tell you. I'll, 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 I, it would fit on a golf cart ride. I could I could get the whole thing out to him on a golf cart ride. But he was like, he also was genuinely, he was very nice, but very right-leaning. So to see Tom Hanks, I mean, mm-hmm. that's unbeatable. It's unbeatable. You can't yeah. beat Hanks. A Hanks sighting? A Hanks sighting. Is that the apex celeb? Like, is I, I guess I guess you have to kind of almost uh, it, it, like like who uh, who is above Hanks? I guess who's in that tier? Even you're you're in Pope territory if we're talking Hanks. Yeah, it's yeah. like Pope, Oprah, a president. You know. Yeah, it's such Leo? a short list. Mm, Leo's, Leo's not the same for me. I don't think Leo's Brad up. Pitt, there. How about Brad Pitt? Sure, like a Pitt, a Denzel, a Meryl. Sure. I guess Hanks is just so Meryl. Hanks is. Hanks is I Meryl. Think Meryl's Meryl, up Meryl, there. Meryl is up there. Yeah. Meryl is up there. Yeah. But it's a very short list. Grimace. Yeah. <laughs> Grimace is definitely on there. Uh, also Kid very right, right-leaning. Yeah. <laughs> Kid Vid, yeah. It's a very conservative celebrities. But nice. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. By the way, I want to go back to to the the clothes thing and just say 
J. Crew is now that Abercrombie thing. They don't have a si- above a size thirty six. Fuck J. Crew. Yeah, come I on mean, now. I think I think J. Crew won't have much sizes. Period. The rate they're going, they're they're shuttering stores, limited yeah. hours. It's, it's, you know it's uh, they're they're in bad shape as a company. I don't I don't I don't like people being out of jobs, but I don't like that company. So I I uh, fuck J. Crew. Um, also, Filene's Basement was a big. Do you, you guys didn't have Filene's Basement? We don't have Filene's Emma Basement. Emma, Emma's not. That was what is that was my, what's that? That's where my mom did a lot of the shopping. It's just a there's Filene's and then there's Filene's. Michael, basement. I'm going to Filene's Basement. <laughs> Do you want a comma? <laughs> what you just said right there is like not even. A I was going to say I heard that exact sentence. In yeah, my house. there's nothing. <laughs> Filings, there's filings, and then below filings. It was like it discount was funny filings, like, but in the same. It's building. like discount filings. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And and it would be in the base. It would be in like the bottom floor. Mm-hmm. That feels my my mom took on uh when once Nordstrom Rack became a thing, my mm-hmm. mom took mm-hmm. on shopping at Nordstrom Rack as a true hobby. She yeah. she'd like I'd like come home from a regular Wednesday at school, and she'd be like. I found five dresses for you. They were a total of $17. Just try them on. We'll take back the ones you don't want. Like she really would treat it like a sport. And I used to, I I took voice lessons in high school and I used to do like voice competitions with like uh, on the weekends where I'd have to be in like sort of gown level dresses. And it was like, it's a weird thing to have many of in your closet. And so that was like a big go-to because it's like, I'm not going to spend a ton of money on true gowns between that and like school <laughs> dances so it was just like eh for voice competitions we're just gonna go to Nordstrom Rack and you know my mom would clean up she'd find like yeah this dress that was originally $112 is now like 22 it's <laughs> hell yeah yeah that rule that's that's the filings basement mm-hmm. that's the filings basement thing yeah because it's you know, just some, department some- store stuff that didn't sell in time or like you know you mm-hmm. find the one or whatever there used to be, we would go scam in there for, this is when like, you know, the beginning of us caring about fancy jeans, like when diesel jeans and stuff. And you were like, oh my sure. gosh, did you know Nordstrom Rack has seven for all mankind? And they're only 118. They're not 240. <laughs> <laughs> Please, can I have one pair of sevens for all mankind? They last longer. <gasps> oh. My mom would that get like a the- nice shirt that someone wore once and then died. And then it was returned. I feel like that's like what I would. Uh... <laughs> we wanted they wanted to bury him in it, but then they thought, eh, he'd rather be cremated, so they took the shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Today's episode of Doughboys is brought to you by Helix Wags. I've had a Helix mattress now for six years, maybe seven years. Wow, it's been a while. It was pre-pandemic. I know that much. Man. I know. And you know what? My sleep has greatly improved. I love my Helix mattress. It's like a cloud. Wally and Irma sleep in there together. They love it. They don't want to leave the bed. Cute. I don't want to leave the bed. Probably bad for you. You know what? Anytime I'm late here, blame it on Helix. Wow. I'm sleeping away. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. 
Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, Wags, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, which is a problem for me. I heat up. Problem for me, too. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design, combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Wags, I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a Moonlight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that felt nice and soft, just like me. Wow. And not only is the mattress the best you've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy, as you were telling me. Helix mm-hmm. mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door for free. You know what? Ross Kimball helped me set it up. Good guy, Ross. Shout out to Ross. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helix Partner 2-0. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to, you know, solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a, yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat. You can easily injure and or maim yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie Angie.com. Thank you. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, The Spoon Man. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, Wags. I wanted my guts to feel healthy. Yeah, you got to have them feel good. And you know what? Take AG1 in the morning before starting your day, and it'll make you feel like you're doing something good for your body, like giving it the nutrition it craves. It's hard to keep up with a supplement routine that comes with a bunch of different products, but AG1 makes that so much easier. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. It's powerful because it's so easy. So easy. 
so easy to fit into your lifestyle. It's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. Why is you just take a scoop? You get all your vitamins, all your minerals, everything, and your immune system's boosted. That's right. You just drink it down. You're done for the day. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. AG1. You see this? That was good, man. That's what you do. You ever thought about going pro, snapping? I've thought about it. Yeah. Good. I mean, you're talented. You do what you want with your life. But you And know. also, I was also thought about maybe going pro. Uh... Wow. Whistling. I might need to work on that one. What the? AG1 gives you increased energy and mood support, making it easy to live your best life. AG1 has been part of millions of mornings since 2010. My AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. That's right, Wags. They also have single-serving travel packs, so you never have to miss a day. All you have to do is mix the powder into ice-cold water and drink it first thing each morning. That's it. With AG1, taking good care of my body each day is really that simple. It's a snap. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash doughboys. That's athleticgreens.com slash doughboys. Check Check it out. out. Welcome back to Doughboys. We're here with Jess McKenna, and we're going to talk about some food, talking about lemonade this week, Shane. But Mitch, before Uh, we do that, that's a drink. you had a follow-up question. It's a drink, but it's also a restaurant. It's the name of a drink, and it's the name of a restaurant, which we'll learn about. Look, my thoughts are, you got to bring lemonade back to the boys, but I'll get into that <laughs> a little later. They're thirsty. Um, oh, man, when I ran into Scott Bayo, he was drinking a freaking Nantucket nectar. Yeah, he had lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> the boys love lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, I want to ask you, and I don't know if you know the answer, but when you're cremated, are you in the buff? Are you? Uh, are do you, do you? Are do you have any clothes on, or, or are you? Great in, question. Or are you- Great question. And as you know, I'm training to be a mortician, and so <laughs> I'm actually the right person to ask. Um, I would assume you're in the buff because I think there's wow. probably some. I, like it. I think there's probably some like desire to really know that when you give the family that the deceased is left behind the ashes, that this is like, these are the ashes of your loved one, not these are their ashes plus khakis. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you go to scatter them, I don't think you scatter out like a button. (laughs) Yeah, that's a zipper, a loose zipper and a button in the... I assume there's probably still like some processing of the in the same way that happens when you're buried, but uh, where they probably... I mean, I'm all for it. I'm I'm definitely give any give any organs away that work and then burn me up and and make me a seed pod, I guess. Mm. Um, there's a lot of Are you saying odd- there's some sort of sp- spaghetti strainer type thing where they strain out any like uh, they pour the ashes and- through the and have any buttons are caught in the spaghetti strainer? I mean, yeah, I think it probably goes <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I assume you're probably in the buff. I'm going to go with, yeah, I think you're probably. Damn. Nudia tootie, as my mom used to say. God, now I'm terrified about being cremated. I've looked this up, and <laughs> apparently what happens most often is you are cremated wearing clothes. Usually what Whoa. happens is wow. that because it's it's usually immediately after a viewing. I've been to funerals where this has hap- this process has happened. And so like they finish the viewing, they transfer you to a a a, a co- not the pro- not the like a coffin 
that can be, uh, uh, you know, ignited, like a right. special sort of co- cremation coffin, and then they toss you in with that. And then also it says that in some circumstances, I mean, this this is a Cora answer from a funeral director. If it was a hospital death and no viewing by the family, they went in wearing whatever they had on in the hospital, a gown. Jeez. Or sometimes they're prepared by the hospital staff and cleaned up before we went for the removal. So very oftentimes you are getting some clothes in that urn or whatever. Some okay, well, burn me in the buff, okay? This is my official <laughs> will and testament. <laughs> you know what I want to wear? I want to wear some gap. Put me in wearing gap. <laughs> you put me in wearing a tight-fitting waffle tee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, after you're done shopping at the Gap, you might go over to Lemonade at your nearby mall in Southern California mm. or or anywhere in the Golden State. It's it's uh, framed as a modern marketplace serving seasonal California cuisine. Founded in 2008 by Chef Alan Jackson, who was a fine dining chef, now has 20 locations in California, a couple more in Dubai. And if you are in a different state and you know modern market eatery. That is the same company. They just have a different brand uh, nationwide. So yeah. there's about 60, 60 modern market eateries slash lemonades uh, uh, across the U.S. Here's here's a place to uh, get lemonade. Uh, nervously in Terminal Six at LAX. Is it Terminal yeah. Six? There, there's yeah. There's a big ass lemonade. If you and when you're when you're late for your flight, you can grab a three salad combo and eat it on the plane with and unleash three distinct smells of some like. Pickled, <laughs> some pickled vegetable. That is so much of my of of how I think of lemonade is as an airport restaurant, even that outside LAX. of an airport. It's like well, this is like this feels like an airport terminal restaurant, even if it's at like the the uh, you know the mm. Santa Monica Promenade or the Grove or wherever. You know, that's not that's not how I was introduced to lemonade. So I so that is not to me is not what it is. But that lemonade in LAX is so giant. That it's hard Big not lemonade. to think about it. It's a huge lemonade, so it's hard. It's hard not to think about it in that way. Do you know? So. I've only recently noticed that uh, airports have just like a shared kitchen for breakfast. Like, if if huh. you are a restaurant that is not a breakfast restaurant, like a lemonade or mm-hmm. a yeah. a Wolfgang Puck or a Chili's too, your breakfast options must be sourced from some sort of common breakfast source because you walk up to lemonade and they're like we have a breakfast sandwich and potatoes and you go down to the seafood restaurant at the end of the terminal and they're like we have a breakfast sandwich and potatoes right right never thought about that that makes a lot of sense yeah like if you're if you're a a restaurant that can pivot and cook your own breakfast then you just do that but if you're a restaurant that really doesn't have a breakfast footprint i think you just have some sort of commonly sourced options from some wow back kitchen it is a great point that like a seafood right restaurant there. will have a like a, a bacon and egg sandwich. Yeah. And it'll be like the on same there. one at the taco stand and the same one at the sushi place. And you're like, oh, we just have like one breakfast. <laughs> Maybe this isn't this might not be universal, but I feel like I've run into that specifically at that terminal. I, no, I, I, I think I, a, I a lot of airports, yeah. it's like they all have the same breakfast hours and they all have very a lot of times very similar menus. And a lot of times it's a place that like to your point, like you're saying, it's not, it's not a restaurant that in its non-airport form has breakfast. Right. So it makes sense that they would be, they would have some sort of shared solution. A sushi place doesn't need to have the egg sandwich in the morning, but maybe it is just a thing of like we need like actual like we need actual counters to be serving breakfast in here. Is I maybe think that's what, it. Yeah. What yeah. that's all about. But, to make but the economics work. I got to give a shout out to anyone who works at 
and an LAX restaurant in the terminals because that just seems like such a nightmare job to drive to. It just seems like that's like uh to like get to your driving to LAX is like my least favorite thing to do maybe in my life. Like I hate right. Uh, yeah, driving to LAX is is the like one. Unlike of the worst driving things. to Logan, that rules. <laughs> now that's an airport yeah, you can baby. drive to. Look. Driving to Logan sucks too, but driving to LAX is the why it's the worst. It's the worst. I, I think it's, going to yeah, you can't I mean, deny it's the worst fucking airport to drive to in the world. It sucks. It, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, you can take the LAX flyaway bus, although that serves a pretty limited area. The train isn't fully hooked up to it yet, so it's like it's really yeah, your only option completed. usually is to. Yeah, the train. It's well, I mean, there is a route, but it's just like it's not. Um, uh, depending on where you are in the city, you can't get there. I've seen the fucking it. bridge going to the fu- airport. It's not completed. Yeah. If you took the yeah, choo choo there, you're gonna fall. It's gonna fall off the track. It's gonna dead end. You, you can maybe jump the track, like in okay. like in speed. <laughs> but I mean, that's a low percentage play. I think that it's it, it it's a tricky. Yeah, it, it it's not it's not fun to get to. But I just to your point, Mitch. I think you could generalize it to any airport in terms sure. of like that's not a great job having to work at an air, airport terminal restaurant. Uh, mm-hmm. You're you're not making the same amount of tips that you would at a non-airport restaurant. It's a pain in the ass to get in and out of. You got to deal with security. You're dealing with people oftentimes at their worst, which is just people mm-hmm. in a rush or people angry because their fucking luggage was lost or whatever. And uh, it, it's just yeah, it's got to be a pretty miserable job. Shout out to anyone holding it down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for your and service. That- and now in my head, I'm like, is lemonade an airport restaurant? And like now you've put this in my head. I'm not sure. It has that feel to me because because also for people who don't know this restaurant, it's cafeteria style. You grab a tray and then there are just a bunch of tubs of prepared dishes behind glass. And that extends to the sandwiches, which are made on the spot, but you'll still like see like here's some samples of the sandwiches you can get are just kind of laid out there for you. So it has a very airporty sort of transactional sort of feel to it. In my mind, Potbelly is a air is a airport a restaurant because there was oh. one in Logan. Emma knows this. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is. Gosh, this is great news. I just am desperate for Potbellies. I wanted to make it out here so bad. There is one. We reviewed it as far as hell. Yeah, there's one in Orange County. Yeah, we we went. We reviewed it with our friend Colt Cabana. Um, and uh, just and just it, sat up. She was. Where she, is it? She was. She was close to sleep because of this episode, which I understand. <laughs> It's it's near your neck of the woods, actually. It's down in it's down in OC. Um, oh, so it's uh, great. I news. think you can get there. Wait, okay. let me find the location for you while we're talking. But yeah, I love Pop Ellie. We drove to it. It was like one of our first outings during pandemic. I felt like it was like one of the few, like I, like I drove to it during the pandemic and went in, and I remember it being like a weird thing of even just going inside at that point. So I feel like it was like we were we were prime time pandemic, which right. made the ride not bad. I feel yes, like, yes, yeah. Yeah, um, it was but, pretty early on, I think, in our remote record a uh, record period. But I, but yeah, the, I don't have that same association with Potbelly, but I understand why you can get there. Uh, Jess, uh, let, to tell us about your experience with lemonade. Had you been before this outing? I have been before, and I'm I'm more like it got introduced to me as like a she she LA place, like mm. um, not like not like it's fancy, but it's it is the the thing of like don't have fast food, have lemonade, like. It yeah. felt like it was a little L.A. to me. I think the first time I had it was when my, like, first job was working for the, like, as the office assistant for an SAT prep company. 
And like in this guy's apartment in Beverly Hills and it was like, oh, you could go to Lemonade and it was this like treat, but it was so expensive. Um, and then I think my mom thought it was cool and we got it a couple times. And then, and then once, um, I live on the East side. And so like the closest one now to me is probably the one at the Americana. And okay. I've been there a couple times and now I'm like, oh, I think either it's not as good as I thought it used to be, or maybe it's gone a touch downhill, become a little bit more like bland. I feel like mm. in the, uh, well, now I might be leaning too much into my review, but like, uh, I think in the recent years, I've been a little like, oh, it's fine. It's reliable. It can be, it can be healthier, which is nice. But when I first, yeah. when I was first brought to Lemonade, I was like, this is amazing. I'm in like Beverly Hills having fresh salads and fancy right. lemonade. Yeah, I, I, I th- it is definitely, it did at least at first feel like a very LA sort of thing where it, this, this is, this is the same for a restaurant I used to go to when I worked at the Simpsons Wags, which mm-hmm. we all know I worked at the Simpsons. I worked at the Simpsons yeah. and I would pick up lunches and uh, we would go to, I would, and I would actually, because I actually really enjoyed the restaurant, but the writers were sick of it, which just yeah. shows you because like, this is like a delicious restaurant that they grew sick of, which just shows like, you know, that's any, right. any Hollywood writer's room. They're just like, we don't like it anymore. And it's like, this you is delicious. You get spoiled, yeah. And and Homer would always want you to stop by for a, a chocolate, fr- chocolate frosted yeah. milkshake. Is it cool if you pick up a chocolate malt? And I'm like, I don't know, Homer. He's like, just do it. He was kind of mean. Get him yeah, for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, boys. Um, <laughs> call all the writers over. Um so I would I I go to Clementine every uh, mm-hmm. every Friday. That was the Friday treat was Clementine, and they would do they would do salads and sandwiches, and then they would do they would have uh, a uh, uh, what's it called there the the uh, on display the display case they would have the yes. display case of salads, and so you could get like a three salad combo was like a thing that a lot of people would do, and it would be like you know, like roasted Brussels sprouts and it would have all this stuff in it. And then it would be like tuna mac and cheese, tuna, tuna, tuna mac, which would be like tuna and macaroni noodles and cheddar. And it was, and that was great. Like there was a lot of stuff that was really good, but that kind of, uh, also by the way, Sandler, Adam Sandler, the first time I met Sandler, cause I met Sandler at, uh, at uncut gems. I'm talking about all my celeb encounters, but was at, I was at Clementine and there was some there was like another PA parked and like blocking the driveway. Mm-hmm. And Sandler got out of his car and he looked at me and was like, whoa, like gave me like a what's up sort of thing. And I was like, it's not like I was so shocked that it was Sandler that I didn't really know what to do. And I was just like, uh, and I, I didn't really respond. And then I yeah. think I muttered out like, a, it's not me at some point. But I think he was maybe already in his car, but just like, um, like shell, I- shell shocked. I had a similar encounter. I went to UCLA, so I was in LA for college. And at the time, we were going to see uh, a movie. Fuck, I can't remember what it was. In Westwood Village, just south of campus, my friend was driving and pulling into the the parking structure for the uh, for the for the movie theater, and like came to a stop because there was a pedestrian there. But then the pedestrian waved him through, and it was Adam Sandler with a big cigar. He had a big stove. Wow. That's like cool and he was just hell. like very and like and he and he was cool. He like waved in a cool way, like go ahead, like you know, I have the right of way, but you can go in and park. And we're like, whoa, that that's rules. Adam Sandler. And then he was in the movie, sitting in the back row. 
Wow. And, with a hoodie and he, on. And he was in the movie. It was Don't Trust the Zohan or whatever that was called. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was Don't, don't Mess with the Zohan. <laughs> He's laughing he with a cigar. He was in the movie. He was in the movie. <laughs> uh, if he went, if he, if he, if he, if he, if he went, if he went and watched "Don't Mess with the Zohan," and was in the back row with a cigar, laughing like Sideshow Bob, I think that would be the funniest thing on earth. Just laughing <laughs> oh, yeah. at his He's own movie. Alpha. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, my Sandler sighting was uh, I wow. used to do a lot with um, the children's theater company Story Pirates, and he chaperoned his kids' field trip to the Geffen Playhouse for a show. Wow. He was just wow. like a straight up volunteer chaperone for a field trip, rolling up wow. with like one of his kids' classes in like basketball shorts, and was like, "That was funny." It was really <laughs> sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> So Sandler coming out strong in this episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sandler, like a Sandler, cool celeb. Sandler rules. Yeah. And you know what? He probably enjoys those three three salad combos that you could get at Clementine. And then when I mm. finally went to Lemonade, which my experience with Lemonade was was mostly at the Largemont. The Larchmont. Oh God. Largemont. What am I saying? Largemont. Largemont. Larchmont. 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 It's it's Largemont when the Doughboys are there. <laughs> That's where I went for this one. I went to Larchmont. That's, oh wow! I I Larchmont. ordered I've, I I've I've or I ordered I ordered delivery and I'll I'll tell you why because I was also kind of embarrassed. But I got in the mail and I've been saving this for a couple of weeks now. Lemonade exclusive offers. I got like a postcard. Probably not Whoa. a good sign for the restaurant. But uh, on the back, it was free delivery. And ten dollars off, twenty dollars or more. I was definitely going to get twenty dollars or more, or buy a lemonade, get a free entree. I probably should have done that because that maybe would have saved me more money. But um, not that we need to do that. Not like uh, this is the Doughboys podcast. I could have just put it on the Doughboys card, which I did. Well, I mean, we still it still costs. You know, you understand economically that's still our money. <laughs> Look, it was the Doughboys cash. I was playing with house money. So <laughs> yeah, that's our money. That's right. So, so I, so I, so, but I, but I, I used the coupon for ten dollars off. I, mm-hmm. I got delivery. I've been in that Largemont location uh, a few, quite a few times. So I, I had been in there before, and I do remember when it was new and kind of like, like a, like when it was new there. I, I, I can't remember. I feel like maybe I went to Lemonade for the first time with the Simpsons, or I, I'm trying to figure out when it was because it was like later. It was 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 Lisa happy like that there 2000... was a wide range of vegetarian options? <laughs> she was thrilled. <laughs> Bart will always put his order in late. Um, yeah, that's a pain. Maggie, you know, can't talk, so that's an issue. Can't talk. Um, Grandpa was there, and he enjoyed the braised options because they are softer <laughs> on his weak teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's actually like much younger than you think. He's like fifty. Really? He's, yeah. You know, he's like wow. almost, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Grandpa. There's my it's new like grandpa. Like Wilford Brimley in, in Cocoon. Yeah, that's right. Similar. It's like similar. the same age as Brad Pitt now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fuck. Is wow. that real? Yeah. See, yeah, some wow. things are getting better. Look at how much better looking our old men are. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> hey, we're oh, not. We no. gotta find some bright sides, guys. Our old men—they're staying hotter longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Like if you look no. at like you know de- depression era photos or whatever, on, and you just see like like a totally beaten down guy who's like got a craggly face and 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 he looks like he's like he looks like he's in his sixties, and then you'll read like he's like twenty nine years old. <laughs> yeah. He's just this guy, this dust bowl farmer who took his family across the country and is completely broken by life. 
I read. Bring um, back the grandpas. Bring them back. Bring for the back boys. the grandpa boys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hitting that way too often. <laughs> How dare you run a bit into the ground on the Doughboys podcast? <laughs> which we've already, which we have already run into. We did it ourselves. Yes. Um, I read uh, the Robert Caro books about um, LBJ, which are wow. You did? Yeah, they're wow. really great. Um, but he does this whole thing I'm in where awe. he like breaks down. I mean, he just is like a meticulous historian, really, and loves yeah. to like set out every detail of how something could happen. So you have like an introduction. In a introductory little uh, vignette about Lyndon Johnson from when he was like in his 20s. And then he's like, but let's see how he became that man or whatever. And then it's like a hundred years before Lyndon was born, the hill country. And he truly does like track how like essentially soil in the hill country is like responsible for a chip on his shoulder. You know, like he'll really <laughs> get in the weeds, but he does this great chapter about the women of the hill country because eventually Lyndon Johnson, when he was a congressman, got them electricity and they were like one of the last places in the in the like lower 48 to have electricity. And these women like as late as the 30s were still like pulling up gallons of well water alone a day. So they were prematurely like st- stooped. Like women in their forties would be would have like hunches from the hard wow. life of putting like irons in the fire to do the ironing and making their own soap and their hands peeling from the lye and pulling up gallons and gallons of water from an from a low well. Sometimes they'd be so much water that they they'd put just like a yoke made for an ox on their back to carry their water for their families, and that was happening like as late as like the nineteen twenties. It's really wild. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring back the stooped ladies of the hill country. <laughs> None of them chicks are stooping over wells. <laughs> uh, so Robert, I, I'm, I, first off, I'm astonished that you've actually read these books because those are books that I've always told. I've told myself I felt like for 20 years, like I, I should read those because well, they're so, they're dense, huge volumes. I'll give. I'll, I, I did do audiobook. Okay, I'll give. I'll okay, give and still counts. And um, yeah, they're great. They're really great. I really can't recommend them enough. I, I was reading about uh, Robert Caro recently. There was a New Yorker piece about him, and he's he's 86, and he still works seven days a week trying to finish the final volume of his Lyndon Johnson because yep. it's like it's he's released three out of four volumes, oh, right? Uh, like four, Master of the Senate. Four out of five. Four out of five. Okay, yeah. Wait. So, so um, yes. And he, and it's just like this is just his life's work, mm-hmm. and he's just there. <laughs> the last one stops. <laughs> so the first one is like him growing up and getting his and like getting his first elected position. The second one's maybe the least interesting. It's like he kind of like plateaus out in Congress for a while, um, and then the third is Master of the Senate, and then the fourth is the Passage of Power, which goes through him getting the VP, and then the one year he's president that like finishes out Kennedy's turn and his decision mm-hmm. to run again. So yeah, it doesn't include his elected presidency. So it doesn't include Vietnam. It doesn't include great society, um, which Man. is obviously like massive, um, but it's really great. You wow. should listen to him. Wags. get him going. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I listen. think I just got, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. It gonna took do- me, it took me like do a it. year and a half to listen to all four. Uh, listen on like 1.25. They're really well narrated. Um, and Dear this is just Lord. a recommendation for all you Doughboys listeners out there. Robert Caro and his four biographies of Lyndon B. Johnson. Is this cool? <laughs> Do I sound like <laughs> a cool <laughs> kid? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'll go it's back. Sound like a classic uh, the boys, Abercrombie The boys. Kid. The boys. Uh... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, Homer. He wants a macaron. <laughs> <laughs> what you know? I'm what? Gonna, he, could, he could get it lemonade. I know. He could get it lemonade. I two years resolution for myself. I'm gonna go dig in on those Robert Caro volumes because I'm meaning to do it, and I'm intrigued by it. And it's been working at it for 50 years. Yeah. And hopefully that final volume will come out before he. Uh, he himself is cremated completely yes. naked yeah. uh, as he wished. <laughs> so I will say, Jess, I agree well, with you that, man, that it fe- this was like if a they, cool- If they cremated, if they, if they re- cremated LBJ, it'd probably take quite a while if you catch my drift. <laughs> so, man, Am I'll I get some extra time to, to not, thoroughly roast wrong. Jumbo. You're not wrong, yeah. but that, that's hilarious. I feel like Taft gets all of that heat, but uh, yeah, throw some LBJ away. <laughs> <laughs> Jumbo is like a Yule log. <laughs> uh, first off, I, I, I want to return to Potbelly, which we talked about. The Irvine location, which is the one we went to mm. in Orange County, California, Mitch, has mm. closed permanently since wow. we recorded that episode. The closest no. lo- Potbelly yes. is now in Las Vegas. So uh, there, there isn't one no. in Southern California anymore. It's devastating. Okay. Well, that regarding sucks. lemonade, I, I agree with I, and I think this is both of your assessments of like this was like a cool L.A. place at some point. And mm-hmm. right now it feels like like it was like 2015 or 2016. Mitch, you remember we went to Pinkberry and it was yes. like this is like Pinkberry was so cool a decade earlier at the time we reviewed it initially. Yeah. And it's the yeah. same sort of feeling with lemonade. Like this feels like a place that's kind of like the. Uh, what what's the what's the idiom the yeah. the shine is off the apple a little bit uh, yeah. whatever mm. whatever how, whatever it is uh, it it, it feels a little bit past its prime yeah it's it's it first of all the largemont location largemont let's just going to say largemont uh the largemont location is like so hip that it's like a house it is just like a house mm-hmm. and it's like a, there's like a porch and you could like sit on porch chairs and like eat your food it, it is like a very bizarre Setup, and I think that that's not like most lemonades. I do think that this is like a very weird, specific location. But yes, no, it it felt very hip. It, it like uh, it's funny because even 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 Clementine, which I mentioned before, is like all those salads. Like it, it like like you saw so many Beverly Hills kind of. When I was there, I'm picking up lunch. It would be me and like 700 Beverly Hills housewives. Like that's like the housewives, right? The housewives of Beverly Hills. We're all there. It was just me and them. Kyle and. Lisa Renna? All of them. <laughs> oh, true. I wonder, I mean, I wonder in that show if they've ever gone to Clementine. It just that that is that. And like they would do ordering for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. They would do like big orders for like mm-hmm. like family meals and stuff like that. But the thing with the three style combos, I liked them a lot, but they were always kind of like greasy. Like they were they were oily and greasy, which kind of lemonade was the same totally. thing, but but they were but they were still good. I still liked I still liked the food. I liked Clementine more than lemonade, but I still did like lemonade and it. You know what? It does work in that way of like hey, you know, I'm eating a three salad combo and it's probably not the best cal- calorie wise compared to just get eating fresh vegetables, but I'm eating vegetables. It's better than eating french fries and a Big Mac. So that like a uh, so there is that sort of like health thing of you're getting your vegetables and you're eating semi like I would get like a three salad combo, and then sometimes I would do like there was like an avocado stuffed with tuna. I would do that, mm-hmm. like a like kind of a, like a protein main sort of thing. But it was always kind of weird in that like there was never you could get sandwiches and you could get like protein added on to the salads. 
but there was never really it felt like you were there for that salad case for all the things on the display case right and it so it was always kind of a weird meal to me and and of course there was like lemonades that were good but i was like if you want like a a sandwich or like a real salad like a like a like a like something you would get at say tender greens or something that wasn't really the place to do it no. it was like more of these kind of like market salads mm-hmm. like i was saying like so it's it it's weird it's like a it is a weird meal and now yes. i think that they've changed in like these bowls you go there they have bowls now these bowls are new and i think that that's i think that's what they're leaning into is like oh this is like a meal you get like you get some of our protein on top of rice warm rice and then like two of the salads from the salad case come in those in those bowls but that this is this is this is a new thing the bowls did not exist there also, were sandwiches but even those were like kind of rare it felt like you didn't get those yeah also i remember that they they also really like um sort of came down on you used to be able to do a hack where you would split a scoop so you could get a three yeah. a three salad side but split your scoops and you'd actually get six independent tastes and yes. that that was like a high point. And then they were like, this is too, we're obviously like probably losing product over this and this is a loss right. leader for us. But I was like, man, that was the high point because I'm like, this is yeah. this rules tons of little taste. I think a lot of it's like seeming decline is just also that the types of things that they're doing became like, I feel like that was one of the first places where I was like, did you guys know Brussels can be fun? And then it was like, you can't <laughs> walk without getting hit by a, yeah. a Brussels dish. So I feel right. like it also just feels, and the bowl thing for me felt like they were chasing the pokey, poke revolution. And I don't know, it just feels like they're now a little behind. Like, I don't necessarily know that the quality's gone down. It just feels like they're behind a trend. Like, they aren't exciting anymore. It, yeah, it feels I, a little I, dated. I it's it's kind of like how uh, how Baja Fresh felt after Chipotle burst out yeah. on the screen on the scene, and now obviously Chipotle is is aging a little bit. But it was a sort of thing of like, oh, they're trying wow. something new. And and what I think of is is Mitch, you were talking about like a tender grains, but I I think that that in terms of they've got all these prepared salads that are just like mm. sitting in dishes, and you know they're soaking in their their vinaigrette or their oil or whatever has been it's been tossed with all day long, and have to hold yeah. up to that. And they're competing with the the sweet greens of the world, the chopped with a T of the world, you know, the uh, uh, the salad works, all these chains that have that will do a fresh made to order salad that's customizable. It's just a, it's just like they it, it 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 I think that's why that's partly where the bowls are coming from. It's like an yeah. attempt to be like, hey, we can also do this, uh, but it's not really what they what the chain was built on. I want I want I want to say what with off what Jess was saying is like. Uh-huh. When they were doing the six salad combos, you get in there, you're you're in line, and then you're, you know, you're behind some, you know, some housewife of Beverly, you know, Erica Jane or something, say. Sure. And, uh, Woo! Coming in with the ref. Oh. I certainly didn't Google it. Um <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think? Should she be held culpable? What did she know? You know? <laughs> oh. I don't I I look. Her husband's I, in look, you're in line. <laughs> You're in line behind Ellie Mae Clampett, and she's taking her time <laughs> ordering her six salads. <laughs> and so, yeah, Ellie Mae Clampett's taking a long time. You know, she 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 wants to taste all, of, and then that would be annoying too. Like it was a, there's like places in LA. It, this is feels like high schoolish, 
where I'm like, I just don't want to go in there. I don't feel like I belong. And a lot of the times I didn't want to go into lemonade. Like I didn't like going into lemonade. Uh, it, it, you know what? Clementine had a back door where you could just pick up your orders. And I love mm-hmm. that, but I didn't like going in. I didn't like going into lemonade. It just felt like, especially when you're waiting at that salad case. And I agree with you, Jess. I do feel like they are trying to do like, kind of like, it does say specifically like sushi rice. And it does feel like it's trying to be like, Oh, you're going after the bowls now. But that being said, I guess to get into it, I got myself the mango chicken bowl, and it was pretty good. Wow. Great. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, I saw that mango chicken at the end once I had already committed to doing the three salads and a protein. So I was like, I didn't know if I, sh- you know, because the bowls, I was like, eh, I don't think that's really their thing. You know, like, I feel like. I was no. dubious of their success right there, but that mm-hmm. mango chicken did look good. I I almost really pivoted at the end. It wow. was it it was it was I I got I got of course like always I got a million things, um, and I'll talk about all of them. But that mango chicken bowl to to tr- so they basically the bowls are just like like we were saying. There's there's uh they they do like white rice or I think you can do like is it like a red rice? What is the I don't, I don't think that's the technical name for it. Is it like Spanish rice? Yeah, maybe Spanish no, rice. No, it, it is. On. It is like a red rice. It, it it's not. It's not a Spanish rice necessarily. Mm. Um. Yeah. It's. It's just like. It's just like a. It's like a red hued rice t- tossed with some herbs. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know exactly but, but what it is. Yeah. You you choose you choose your you choose your base basically, and then you can mm. and then there's different proteins. There's like red miso beef, seared ahi. Uh, which you know is leaning even more into like these uh, uh, these what are the what are the bowls called the uh, a poke bowl poke bowl thank you and yeah. then uh like and then mango chicken which I got which has the mango chicken and then it has honey roasted Brussels sprouts and purple kale carrot salad on mm-hmm. top of the rice so you get like two you get two of the you know you get two of the salads alongside this chicken in the mango sauce and it was it was good it just it, it like a Mixing in like the salads with the rice, it it in like this warm rice, it was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. Um, but is it better than like some pokey places? Is it is it a place I'm gonna go and get a bowl? I I I don't I don't I don't know. I I I don't know if it's that good, you know. But also price wise, twelve ninety five, not too bad. Wags, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's here's what I'll say. We're recording this in twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that this is coming out in 2022, but in this year, the year of our Lord 2021, no meat shall I eat. Here are the proteins you can get with your bowls at Lemonade. Play the URL, LemonadeLA.com. It's supposed to be this California fresh concept. A lot of vegetarians out here. The proteins Uh-oh. are grass-fed steak, seared ahi tuna, red miso beef, mango chicken, and green chili chicken. How is there not a veggie option? How is every protein that they offer meat-based or fish-based and that extends to their sandwiches. They have one, and I I clarified this with the person behind the counter who was very, very helpful. I was like, I just like the, your only vegetarian entree option, not talking about the salads, which are more sides. You can have a three, a three side or three salad combo. But to me, that's not a meal. It's like the only vegetarian entree they have on the entire menu is what I got, which is a grilled cheese sandwich. And it's as simple of a grilled cheese sandwich as you can get. It's it's cheddar on sourdough. That's it. That's the one vegetarian option you have there. And that there's nothing. Well, there's hold no, on a second. There's no vegan entree they have there. 
that's that that's that's not true in that you can get any salad from the salad case. You could get a three. That's salad what combo. I just said. But it, like that's that to me is not a not an entree. I mean, like getting three weird. sides is not an entree. Like where, what what protein are you getting from your snap pea edamame? Like that's yeah. going to be your lunch. Yeah. Wh- why, also, why why don't why don't you make it possible to put these salads on the white rice like that? Just don't like say no protein on there and get like get put three salads on the white rice. Why not? Or have some tofu, or have some Impossible Meat, or something. Sure, like I mean, have yes. some have one. I, I was saying, I was saying, at the very least, you could do that. Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense that they don't do that because they have the things to do. It, it is surprising that there's not even a tofu salad that I've ever seen. You know, because some of the salads additionally have a protein in them. Mm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. But usually that's cheese. It's it's pretty. It, they're pretty. The cheese. Some have nuts, but it, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty Spartan in terms of actual plant based options. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. certainly ones that have any sort of protein in them. Hmm. That is surprising. Yeah. Which I was just kind of like again. It's this is a this is a California place. Yeah, like exactly. that's their whole thing. It yeah. is it comes from LA. It's trying to be like healthy food, healthful food. We understand that more and more people are going plant based. How have they not adapted on that front? That, that I just was more surprised than anything. I think that's. Totally fair. I think that's I think that's fair. It, it does not fair. fit the vibe of the place. Yeah. No. Well, I did I also got a three salad combo. Um, I got Mexican street corn, uh, the pineapple chicken and green bean, which is kind of one of their famous salads. It's been around for a long time and it is good. It is a good salad. And then roasted broccoli, which wags, like you said, it has it has cheese in it. It's basically like roasted broccoli and then had there's like flecks of cheese in there. Yeah, ricotta and a champagne vinaigrette. Um, the Mexican street corn was like almost straight up bad. It was, you know, when you get like hard pieces uh, of bummer. corn. Did, did you have? I agree. I got it too. Yeah, I I got um. It's bad. A, yeah, and I've had I oh, like that sucks. It's such a seems so strange because I've I've had like lots of good street corn sides at restaurants where you know they're cutting it off the corn, and I was like, this is yeah. not even what I would think. Why did it have cherry tomatoes in it? Like, I feel yeah. like street corn yeah. is cotija, the corn, maybe some like tahin type spice, lime. Like, that's what a Mexican street yes. corn is. There was jicama in it, which I liked. That felt like a swing yeah. that made it feel a little bit more like had some textures. But I was like, what the heck is this corn doing in here? And it was felt very like anemic. It didn't feel very like the corn was like extremely pale and uh, felt like it didn't get a grill on it, which is what I would think of as street corn. Sure, like an elote asado. Did you did you get like hard pieces of corn? Hmm, I don't know. I don't think so. I did, and so like I was like, oh, the corn is like kind of hard and weird. That's weird. Maybe it was undercooked mm-hmm. or overcooked. I have no idea. It was but it was, and I was like, is this intentional? I like couldn't tell what was going on. Hmm. And I don't now hearing you, I don't think it did. This corn just taste like cooked corn to you. I think so. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, th- I think there was something wrong with my Mexican street corn, but that's a shame. But I agree that you, I was like, these you, flavors are strange. Like, th- like, yeah. this, this is not, uh, I don't think it even had lime. Like, I feel like this doesn't yeah. taste anything like what a Mexican street corn in my mind is supposed to approach. 100%. I could be wrong. I could be yeah. wrong. Why is what you going to ask? Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, I was going to say it. Did you? Were you were you eating corn nuts? But it did the time the moment. That's passed. what it. That's what it. That was like close. Like some of them tasted like corn nuts. Uh huh. Weird. But, I, but 
the pineapple chicken and green bean was good. And then the roasted broccoli is good too. I like, it's kind of basic. Here's the thing. When they sit around mm-hmm. in oil or like vinaigrette for so long, they become like softer and easier to eat. So, yes. so I don't, I, I don't mind the, uh, I, I don't, I don't mind some, even when it's oily, like I say that as a complaint and it will hurt your stomach, but the taste of it, it doesn't bother me as much. Uh, I also got a chim- chimichurri steak sandwich. Um, and that was like nice and soft. Um, but like not a ton of like flavor, like, a. but still, you know, it was still, still, still good. It was still on, still on the better side. Uh, why? Cause I got a couple sides. I got white truffle mac and cheese, and then I want to compare it to the regular mac and cheese. So I got the regular mac and cheese, and then I also got some creamy mashed potatoes. The creamy mashed potatoes were bad. And you know what? And I'm not, look, I'm not pointing my finger at you. But there might have been a cream thief on the loose because there was not a lot of cream in those mashed potatoes. So you're saying that I had some sort of heist to deplete their cream supply. I mean, I'm not pointing my finger right at you, but the cream... The cream hey, was Wags, gone. Hey, I'm sorry I never texted you back a week ago and you said, hey, I'm putting together a team. Uh, how fast can you drive? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, well, yeah. it totally, totally slipped my mind. I forgot to text you back. He did call it a cream team too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me check. Yeah, yes. And I, I thought it was like a mis, uh, a typo. I thought he wanted to say dream team. Um, oh, shoot. Sorry, Wags. Should have texted you back, man. I We got to... <laughs> Hey, hey, Mr. Cook, can we please have Mark is unread on our text messages by now? Come on. <laughs> Give us Mark is unread on our texts. Mm-hmm. We accidentally open them and then we forget. It's true. Was there, was there, how, how creamy was the mac and cheese though, Mitch? I know that the, 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 the potatoes well, were a little wise, mm-hmm. I, I can tell that you're sad that your team didn't get to the mac and cheeses because they were creamy. <laughs> I wonder who's on your cream team, the team that steals cream. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, uh, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton. <laughs> Bugs Bunny and me. Bugs Bunny's there. <laughs> the, cream, the, cream, the cream was sufficient in the white truffle mm-hmm. mac and cheese and the regular mac and cheese. And, you know, I thought they were both good. Here's, here's where I kind of felt like. Eating the white truffle and the regular mac and cheese, I was like, these taste like Boston Market. Like... Like they should be slightly better than they should be better than Boston Market, but they but hey, that's not a slam. I like Boston Market, so I, I like. But I'm just like, shouldn't these be a little bit better? But they were still good, and honestly, I didn't get to my bite of the night yet, which is coming up. But but the mashed potatoes were were were. I was very disappointed in the mashed potatoes. The two mm-hmm. mac and cheeses, I liked them, but I'm like, is this what they should be at Lemonade? Right. Um, right. My bite of the night, Wags, was the dessert. Sea salt brownie, a very fudgy brownie, a big fudge brownie with sea salt on top. I thought it was delicious. I liked it quite a bit. Um, that was that was my bite of the night, which, you know, for a sweet tooth, uh, uh, you know, I'm not a sweet tooth. I'm just saying like for like a, the, for the sweet to be the treat. Yes. Maybe not a good sign. After that, I maybe would say that mango chicken bowl was good. Um and the steak sandwich is pretty good, but but in the in the in the mac and cheese, I mean, all nothing was like terrible. I'll say that nothing uh-huh. was like bad, bad. Uh, and I also got a couple lemonades, but I'll I'll let people get to their food before I get to my lemonades. 
Yeah, they do have signature lemonades here, as you would expect from the name. I I, I also got a three salad combo. I got that same roasted broccoli, Mitch, with the ricotta and the champagne vinaigrette. And then, yeah, I think it's it's pretty decent. I mean, I'd rather I don't know if I love a cold broccoli salad to be honest. Like I, mm. I just I think I, I think it's just almost like I'd rather get like a good roasted broccoli and 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 have it that way. Uh, yeah, I, I know this is a roasted broccoli in terms of description, but I mean like like you know, have it like as a hot side, not have it as a cold salad. Mm. Uh but it, it's it's pretty decent. It's mm. fine. I also got the snap pea edamame which has a watermelon radish, carrots and a sesame vinaigrette. Um and uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's like it, it was fine. I mean, I, it, there might there might have just been too much going on here. I did like the watermelon radish. I thought that was texturally good. Uh, the sesame vinaigrette was I don't know. I mean, I feel like I could have had that in the champagne vinaigrette. Blind taste tested them and not told them not uh, been able to tell them apart. I also got the beet couscous and I actually like this quite a bit. This has a red onion, baby spinach, goat cheese. Uh, the, the spinach was nice in it actually. A dill and a creamy herb dressing, uh, and uh, I like the color of this. It was nice. It was like a you know it was it was very beady. It's a great, great beet red, and it was a mm. that was a lot of fun. I like that. Yeah, I thought this was a good. This was a decent side. This was a standout of the three sides. That said, all of them were pretty generic filling and pretty underwhelming. Nothing felt like fun. It all kind of felt like a chore to eat. Like it was like, okay, I'm doing something, I guess, ostensibly good for myself by putting this into my mouth and into my body. Uh, but it's not like it's not like particularly like, oh, this is a fun thing to eat. Yeah. That said, I mentioned the grilled cheese, and I framed uh-huh. it in a negative light. Because they should have more veggie options. Uh-huh. But that classic grilled cheese was terrific. <laughs> Honestly, it was so good. It was God. this was like a this was like upscale diner quality. Like, mm. you know, in LA, you go that to like a, like a what? Like a like a Fred 62 or a, yeah. or a 101 coffee shop, you know, a place that's like a throwback diner, peace. but they've also got RIP a 101 coffee shop that's like a throwback diner, but it's also got kind of like a little bit of an elevated menu and does the classics uh, really well. It was just such a well-executed grilled cheese. It was really well made. It was it was ple- like the 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 amount of cheese, the quantity of cheese, the ratio of cheese to bread was perfect. It was it was buttery but not greasy. Uh, great crispness on the bread. God, it was just texturally and flavor wise, mm. it was just like a perfect grilled cheese. I was just like, fuck, this is so wow. so wow. much better than I expected it to be uh, on the heels of those salads. And then I also got a lemonade. Uh, Jess, let's let's hear a little bit more about your order. Um, well, a grilled cheese sounds great. Um, so I got the three salads plus, uh, with a protein. So I got the, um, Mexican street corn, which was only fine. Mm-hmm. I got the, I got the edamame, uh, watermelon radish, watermelon radish. Uh, and I also got the green bean pineapple chicken. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm repeats over here. Um, street corn. Yeah. Underwhelming. Felt that the tomato was weird. Didn't feel like they were dealing in the very weird true Mexican street corn flavors that I, I feel like I've had. And I feel like that should have a little grill mark on it. It should have some lime, maybe some, mm-hmm. I don't know. It should have a little bit of something else. The edamame I've had before. I agree. I think it's dressing could be a little more forward, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I will say in general, like everything is pretty pleasing to the eye. They have like a good colorful Great point. When you look at them, they, they look, uh, inviting. And then I got a piece of this salmon, uh, as my protein, which was, um, it was poached Atlantic salmon, whole grain mustard, citrus sauce. And for a cold piece of salmon, it was pretty good. Cause I feel like that's mm-hmm. a little bit of an odd 
swing texture wise and they give it to you right. with a whole uh, circle of lemon on top of it. So for a cafeteria, pretty appealing uh, aesthetically. I liked the sauce. Salmon was well cooked. And again, having it completely cold, pretty good. Um, and if you're Pesca, it's also gluten-free. So, and that sauce is pretty good. And then because I was like, at the end, I was like, oh, maybe I should get one of these hot options. I did get the red miso beef, um, mm. which I thought was only okay. I wanted it to be a little bit better. And, uh, but it was still, it was still pretty good. And I wonder how I would have enjoyed it if I had more leaned into the hot plate option and like had it on rice or had it on potatoes. Cause I had it just kind of on its own and, uh, it was only, it was only okay. And then I did get, this was also the first place in terms of like trends where I feel like I had the same relationship with Brussels. Where I was like, oh, we're just having Brussels as salads now all the time. Okay. <laughs> Hot, cold, shave, balsamic. What's happening? We're having Brussels a lot. It was also the first place I saw the French macaron that then became like the mm. most ubiquitous cookie in the world. And right. it they make up they have big guys. And so I got one of those. And texturally, it was beautiful. But it was caramel flavor, and I was not getting that much caramel uh, no, no. in the oh, in the boy. flavor. But still, a really oh. good, really good cookie overall. Still, and I also got. I hope it wasn't. Hope it wasn't the cream team at work again. <laughs> Shoot! Wait, 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 wait! Why? Is this when you texted me and you're like, "Oh, P.S. I have a vendetta against caramel. It's getting too much shine." <laughs> we'll talk off pod. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, can I solicit some fan art real quick? Yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun oh. if someone made a Venn diagram. Uh, no, I'm not looking for cream cream team fan art. I, I'm well, a, I am looking for cream him. team fan art. Yeah. If, you could, if someone could show, it's Charles Barkley. Uh, who else did you say? Uh, Carl Malone, John Carl Stockton. Malone. Basically the same roster as the 92 Dream Team. Yeah, plus yeah, Bugs plus Bunny. Bugs Bunny and, and me, I'm driving the getaway car. Okay, so if you could, <laughs> if you could do that... Um, yeah, I'm just gonna put it out there. It's uh, just someone will spend like three and a half months on this. Okay, and then please don't. Post, please do. And then a they'll post it online. <laughs> they'll post it online, and like you'll look, you'll scroll through their photos more, and you'll see that they have a child, and you'll be like, oh god. <laughs> okay, so take this, take this ask on responsibly. Don't let it. Please only yeah. do it if it's fun. Um, uh, but I would take a uh, Ocean's Eleven cream team getaway car. That, and that me I think shaking is a, my fist. Yeah, Mitch me shaking, shaking fist. my fist out of cream. <laughs> so that's like a that's like a larger ask, but I think this is a more manageable ask, which is a Venn diagram of mm. each of our salad orders, mm. because we have some overlap, but we also have some unique spots there. So if someone wants to do yeah. a three circle Venn diagram and sort of see where me and Mitch and Jess overlap. God, that's your ask. Yeah, and then you could put it side by side with the one that everyone passes around about you can either do something you love or you can get paid or you can have purpose. (laughs) 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 Or it can be fast, it can be cheap, or it can be good. Um, I want to be a I want to be a Gap girl. So so that's my fan art request is me as with the Gap girls. Um, I speaking of Gap girls, Mm -hmm. Wags. If if this if this wasn't a mall spot, it should be in a dying mall next to a Gap lemonade. It feels it it feels like its time has it feels like its time has come and gone. Um, yeah, I went to one in Santa Monica, and it was it either shared a wall with with a with a Foot Locker or a Gap. It was like right, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was Whoa. right next to you know one of those iconic mall stores. 
That being said, like the food I got tasted all right. And you know what tasted really great was the lemonades and the lemonades are, are decent. I don't know if, I, I like don't know lemonade, what you got, yeah. but I, but I got the, uh, an old go-to, which is the blood orange hibiscus lemonade, which mm. is so sugared out, but it is very tasty. And then I also tried an Arnold Palmer. Wags. I know that you claim to have made the drink, which is fucked up, but, uh, I had that and that one wasn't as good it was still all right um like it, it was a decent arnold palmer but that blood orange lemonade was was really fantastic super sugary probably like 400 calories per yeah per drink but it was it was good my drink is not the arnold palmer it's the nick weiger uh which is uh, more more iced tea less lemonade it's a better ratio anyway mm. i the i the lemonade i got was a carrot ginger lemonade and let me tell you i thought it was refreshing as all get out i really wow. liked it it was a little too sweet for me, and they give you a big boy. They give you like it's like a twenty-two ounce lemonade by With default. It's excellent it's a huge, ice, really yeah, the good ice. ice. Is great, great the ice. ice is really good. Yeah. Ice is so, uh, but but it's but I also was like I wish I had someone to share this with because this is just too much. For, I am just one man. I can't drink this entire giant lemonade. Oh, Wags, I'm so sorry. Is this this text you sent me that was like, "Hey, come here. I have an extra straw." <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Natalie left me on red. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Um, you have Bugs Bunny on the cream team. Yeah, man, just get Bugs to slurp that up. I didn't think about that. He would have loved it. Um, Add add Dracula on there too. He would have loved that blood orange one. (laughs) That's Dracula was on the cream team. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, sometimes. Why can't can't I be honest with you? Smells great. He does smell. He would smell good. Um, the and the Wolfman would smell like shit. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your story made me sad. It was just a sad story that you didn't have anyone to drink a lemonade with, and so I just wanted you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the story he had already ended. Oh, got to yeah. circle back to tell you. Wish that had I ended tell you even that. sooner. <laughs> <laughs> just earlier too you mentioned something about a macaroon i was like lemonade has macaroon speaking of which which i knew you i knew you knew but i but i but i was but i was segueing i felt bad that i no man was you like saying be, you're you a joke host. again you're good you're good host do host duties call oh of and course to yeah. say that i i wags I, I think we should get to our final thoughts because i wait, wait i want to hear about jess's jess did you talk about your lemonade yet oh I got, the, I got the elderflower lemonade. I feel like there might be mm-hmm. one other flavor on it. Uh, and it's a beautiful lilac purple. Uh, what was yes. it? Lavender elderflower. Lavender elderflower, yeah. And, you know, I'm that girl who likes that elderflower. Another trend, I think, that got a bit ubiquitous there for a second. But I'm not mad at mm-hmm. it. I'll have I'll have a dash of that St. Germain in a, in a, in a cocktail. Um, so that's a flavor I'm, I'm into. It was nice. I also didn't finish it uh, because I was like, yeah. this is a bit of a floral sugar a bomb. But um, yeah. I-, I thought about doing the two-drink move and also getting an Ar- Arnold Palmer, um, but I really struggle saying it, so I uh, didn't believe in my ability to say it. <laughs> it's, through it, a mask. Is, it is tricky. I have an Arnold it is tricky. Palmer. Um, really it's twist tricky. my tongue for some reason. I got to get the Nick Weiger instead. What, what is the, what's the there Nick Weiger? Is it an 80-20 or a... They'll look at you blankly if you request Nick Weiger. Just a warning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, more like like a two two thirds iced tea, one third lemonade. 
Which is basically what Arnold Palmer wanted his to be. But anyways, that's besides the point. Plus, Um, you're leaving out 10%, which is vodka. Or 20%. is uh, (laughs) The real OG also had vodka in it. By the way, um, uh, Elderflower is just a cool sounding. It sounds like a uh, uh, Miyazaki. Miyazaki? Miyazaki. Miyazaki? Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Uh, it sounds like a Miyazaki character, like right elder, like oh, I'm a, oh yeah. I'm elder flower. It's like a, it's 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 cool sound. He has Grandpa Simpson's voice. <laughs> He's only fifty eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pig grew up in the Dust Bowl. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think elder flower is really nice. I I don't mind it's cool uh, sounding floral flavors in food and drink. You know, I Agreed. sometimes mm-hmm. I know they can it can taste like you're eating or drinking soap, but I think if you Get it just right. It's it's nice. It's a nice flavor profile. I like it. There's a hibiscus iced tea, I believe, at Tender Greens that I enjoy. Um, I I can I can be down with the floral stuff. I just elderflower just sounds so cool. Um, I, I think all the lemonades there are. I mean, that's what they're known for. And you know what? They do they're a good great. job of it. My sip of the trip was the orange, the blood orange lemonade, but. I think you can't really go wrong with their lemonades. They are sugar bombs, but they're but they're good. So they're really good. Yeah. Let us know if you like a floral flavor in a food or drink. Hashtag floral oral or hashtag <laughs> floral no roll. <laughs> Let's get to floral our final thoughts noral? on lemonade. Yeah. All right, oral let's get to our nor- final thoughts. I, I uh, let's so, get to the final thoughts. We'll each go around. Jess, you're a veteran of the podcast, a uh, fabled figure in Doughboy's lore. We'll each go around, and we will give mm. our final assessment of this particular chain, Lemonade, and end it by giving it a fork score from zero to five. Jess, we'll begin with you. So I feel like it's hard because if I just went yesterday for the first time in my life, I might be like, oh, what a easy, reliable staple. I think the perception of it feeling like it's fallen from – some sort of esteem somehow is obviously coloring my experience of feeling like, oh, what once felt like this fancy thing now feels a tiny bit lackluster. But uh, I also think that some of the food is a little bit just like uh, decent and reliable, but not necessarily wowing. The lemonade was great. The macaron was delicious, but not that caramely. Uh, But maybe I should have just gone with a different flavor. I think maybe those cookies are meant to be a little lighter on the tongue anyhow. I wish the braised beef had been a little bit better. But again, I might have had it in the wrong kind of context. Um, But overall, and and also my order was was like a meal and a half. Like I ended up, you know, saving it and having it as basically like a quasi dinner. So I think that's that helps kind of your your bang for your buck sometimes. Um, Uh. But it doesn't really wow in any way. Like, it's got some healthier options, potentially. Um, so I think I have to go with three and a half forks. Wow, mm. three and a half forks. Still a good score. Yeah, because it's still what do you like, think? if I think about the quality, it is still pretty high quality for, right. and and uh, good service. I had a quick, quick, quick time through the line, helpful uh, clean, vibrant colors, uh, a nice aesthetic. So I think it's still doing a lot of things right, even though in my mind it has fallen a little bit. Um, very I, fair. I think. I, I think. I think that's. A, I think that's very, very fair. Um, milk, milk, lemonade, round the corner, fudge is made. The old rhyme. Mm, well said, Mitch. <laughs> Says the guy who said his favorite bite was the fudge brownie. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? 
<laughs> Around the corner of the restaurant, fudge must be made because they did make a great they did make a great fudge brownie. You're right, Jess. That was delicious. Um, no milk though. The two milks of the of the rhyme don't really fit in, but well, yeah. the cream team uh, got there, so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Um, it's funny that this kind of got me mis- nostalgic for like 2010 LA, which is which I never could see myself being nostalgic for. Uh, uh you know, time slowly marches on, so I guess I'll yeah. be nostalgic for like quarantine one day, or and and uh. You know, the pandemic life, I guess the, maybe you'll look back on that and be like, that was fun. But I was, I was, I am, I am a bit nostalgic for like a lemonade in its prime. And I do, I actually do like those type of restaurants. Like I do, every time I'm in uh, West LA near the Fox lot, I will hit up Clementine. Uh, I like Clementine quite a bit, but what is this? A fucking Clementine episode? I know it's only one. We're never going to do it. It, I, it still exists. I can go there. I'm just okay. saying lemonade is isn't the same thing. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind? My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we all in love with Kate Winslet and we can't forget her? I'm, I am going to take a bath in the sink later. Um, uh, I do have a giant... Man, that is a great... I got re, to revisit a great scene where they're when they're bathing in the sink there. Um, I like that Tom Wilkinson. He's always good. He mm-hmm. is always good. He is always good. You're right. Um, sadly, what isn't always good is probably lemonade. I, mm. I like, uh, it's tough for me because I like, I do think it's one of those weird restaurants where I'm like, what is happening to this place and what will become of it? Like, I think it's going to end is in my mind. I'm like, this place feels like it's, it can't be doing well. And, and that's the brutal business of LA of, 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 of having these kind of like, restaurants that pop you know that that pop up become popular and you know they expand and then after like six seven years they're not the hot spot anymore they you know Mm -hmm. like uh and especially if they expanded it and the and the quality maybe goes down a little bit they're not the hot item they're not it anymore wags but i can't deny that the food was pretty good on this visit there was some stuff that wasn't great um but but there was a lot of good bites so I can't go quite into Golden Plate Club territory, but I do think it's in the threes and like a mi- three point five is a great score. I, I might go slightly, even a little bit higher. I might go three point wow. seven five forks. Wow! But but all that being said, of like some stuff isn't great, and I think this restaurant will die. Sadly, <laughs> I mean, I just think that's what's going to happen. Um, but 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 I but I like this type of restaurant, and. I don't even think they know what they're becoming. So I think that is like the big issue of like, what are we now? Are we a bowl shop? Are we like a, like the, the, the three salad combo thing. Is that not hitting for people as much anymore? I have no idea, but it it feels like a restaurant in transition and I don't know where it's going to go. So yeah, 3.75 forks. If it was, if it was in its prime, I'd go four forks. I, I, if it back in the day when it first opened, I would have gone four forks. So Three forks, three tines from Mr. Slice. Good score. And people may listen to the, this final assessment, and I'm going to include myself in this, and be like, well, you guys kind of just spent so much time dwelling on the negative here, but you had pretty positive mm. fork scores. But I, I, and, and are you gonna I think start that's yours fair. With, are you going to start yours with milk, milk, lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> you think of another juvenile rhyme. There once was a man from Nantucket. Wow. Um, 
Was his name Weiger? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say that that the spoon man, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. <laughs> well, why is it we, we all carry around stressors, big and small? It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems, issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? I feel a lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym yes. for your mind. You That's get right. the gunk out. You feel better. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. We've dwelled on the negative a lot here, but there are things to like about the lemonade. First off, the titular lemonade is good. Like it's it's like a really high quality lemonade, and I, and I I you know the salads are kind of boring, but they are pretty healthful and well made, and I totally agree with Jess's point that they are very pleasing to the eye, which counts for something. You talked about its business, Mitch, and I will say that 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 this place did shutter a lot of locations in the past year. I think a big mm. part of it is just it's. This is a work lunch place. Like yeah. this is a place where someone's working in an office job and they're going to be like, "Well, I'll go I'll duck over to Lemonade because there's one at the on the the first level of my building or whatever. There's one in the mall mm -hmm. that I can drive to that's 5 minutes away from my office park." Uh and and that's like kind of its purpose. I think that's probably its primary business is during the lunch rush. And mm. as food services shifted towards less dining out, more delivery, 
I, this isn't just stuff that like, like I'm not going to get a pre-made salad that's been sitting in a bowl for the entire day as a, as a delivery option. Like that's just, I feel like not exciting for people. Um, and I think it also, because of that association, I think it just reminds people of work and that's maybe not what you want for your indulgent meal. So I think I would guess that's probably has something to do with some of the location closures in addition to just general economic distress. Uh, but the sides are pretty good. Uh, the grilled cheese was great and that was undeniable. And I have to, to give up points for that. And uh, you guys mentioned the service. Yes. The service at my location was very, very good. They definitely didn't have enough people working there, but that's true of absolutely every single chain restaurant we review these days. Um, cause these places aren't paying their workers enough. Uh, but, yeah. uh, they did a great job and they were, they were super duper helpful and, uh, very efficient. Um, so I think I'm going to be in ballpark buds uh, with the two of you and say three forks, two tines for lemonade. Wow. I think that's I think that's about where it belongs. I'll give it an extra half fork. I would have gone three forks, but I'll give it an extra half fork for that grilled cheese being so outstanding. It is just mm. like a very solid quality. Now I feel course. like I should move to 3.5. You can do it. You can, but also. You know what? Follow your heart, Mitch. Neil, I'll stay at 3.7. Thank you, Jess. Yeah. I'll stay at 3.7. Seems like that brownie was really good, and you, you know, I felt like. Yeah. It, it is I, it's just a confusing, it's just one of those confusing ones. I don't know who knows yeah, what will like happen it, to it. Yeah, like it used to give me a little bit of a wow that it doesn't anymore, and that could be about me, yeah. not it. But that's just sure, it, that's just the truth of the experience, and that's what I have to speak to, you know? I'm just here yeah. yep. to tell the truth. <laughs> I, 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 and you know what? We need truth tellers on this podcast, right, Wags? That's true. We have too many fucking liars on this show. <laughs> yeah, so many fucking yeah, liars. I need to tell you guys, you guys got a lot of liars on this show. <laughs> That's why next week, Doughboys with Joe Rogan. <laughs> we'll be back with more Doughboys. <laughs> You know, Spoonman hydration isn't only for people training for championships and marathons. It's not just for super athletes. It's for two portly food podcast hosts as well. That's right, because it's about daily maintenance. You know, you're traveling, you're chop hopping on the choo-choo or on an airplane. Uh, you're, you're dealing with a busy travel day. You got the summer sun beating down on you. You got to stay hydrated, Wags. Yeah, you got back-to-back -back podcast recordings or you're just going on a walk through the neighborhood on a sunny day. Proper functional hydration is essential in all those scenarios, and Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Use it first thing in the morning before a workout when you feel run down in the afternoon, after a night out with friends, or on long flights. I'll say I use it after nights out with friends in Quincy. Yeah. Feel great the next morning. I take it. I got a bunch of it at my house. I take Liquid IV all the time. With just one stick, you can hydrate real life two times faster than water alone, plus get essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes as leading sports drinks. Liquid IV comes in 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Wags, well, my favorite is the strawberry flavor. And you know what? It's easy to use. They come in these little packets. You put it in an ice-cold glass of water. You mix it up. I love Liquid IV. It's the truth. And lots of other great flavors like strawberry lemonade, Concord grape, lemon lime, tropical punch, watermelon, and more. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And you sunk my battleship. And three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. It's made with quality ingredients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Everybody can take it. 
Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout. That's 20% off anything when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DOUGHBOYS at liquidiv.com. Get some in your kitchen like the Spoon Man. Welcome back to Doughboys. Jess McKenna, our guest. And hey, it's time for a segment. A musical segment, appropriately enough. Oh, boy. She knew it was coming. I've got a set of food-related songs, and Mitch and Jess must guess which year they released. It's another edition of Jingle All the Way, spelled W-H-E-Y. These are compiled by the Dropking Robert Persinger. Jess, you should kick my ass. Well, we'll see. What year? We're going for the year. Yes, here are the rules. Whoever guesses closest to the year this jingle first aired, without going over, gets a point. And if you guess the year exactly, you get an additional point. Two points total. That's the Arden Marine rule. It shouldn't be Price is Right rules, but whatever. It works better. It gives it more tension. No, it doesn't. It works better. You've also benefited from this rule last time, so I don't know why you're still upset about it. I don't care. I'm saying to change it to the closest. That's what it should be. And we're sticking with the closest without going no, over. And if you get the year everyone, exactly, you get two points. That's bad. It's, it, it, works in, it works on Prices Right for a reason. Mm-hmm. It works here, too. Okay, so. <laughs> no, it doesn't. These are more Coca-Cola jingles. It's Coke 2, the new Coke. Wow. We've got Coca-Cola jingles. So these are not all necessarily new Coke related, though. Don't, don't be misled by that. Uh, Coca-Cola 2. And uh, Emma, let's play this first jingle and see if Mitch and Jess can guess which year it released. Jess is loving it. This is great. Great jingle. Oh my gosh. This is sexy. What the fuck? This spot called Can't Beat the Feeling. Can't Beat the Feeling of Coke making you want to fuck. That was crazy. (laughs) There were like two pretty sensual shots in there. Okay. Ding, ding. Or do we say, do we rotate who guesses first? Yeah, we rotate who guesses first, but you can go first if you like. Okay, given the very good and reasonable Price is Right rules, I'm going to be a little conservative here because I'm thinking mm. there's a range. I'm going to go on a low end. I'm going to say 1990 on the, Dizzy, wow. on the Dizzy Dot. 1990 from McKenna. Just, Mitch, what say you? Maybe because I lived through this. I think it's earlier than that. I think Fair that enough, it is. Yeah. I think it's 1984. Whoa. I'm going way, Whoa. I'm going way under. I, I think I went over. I, my guess is now that it's in the middle. I think it's going to be like 87. Very, uh, very scary, very scary year, 1984. 84? Yeah. Yeah, terrifying. Famous Apple commercial. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess also it's based on another thing. No, I was thinking of the Apple commercial. Okay. Uh, you both are three years off. However, because of the Price is Right rule, Mitch, you're going to take it 1987. You were closest wow, without J- going over. Jess. So there you second go. Second guess. Second guess right on the money. Oh, man. Yeah. 1987, 87, honestly, Mitch, still you get a feels point. late for me because 
But you know what? No, because I was a five, like four or five years old at that point, and like those machines, that was like Coca Cola machines, the ones that just say Coke on them. Why? Because I'm sure you remember them too. Oh yeah, and those Coke, co- the Coke cups yeah. that you'd see at like bowling alleys and uh-huh. stuff, and all yeah. of that was on display there. The cans also looked really weird. It was a very strange, different time. Well, well, there were at a certain point they changed the type of pull tab that was used to open cans. Like you ever see like a, like an like an old beer in a movie or an old yeah. soda can in a yeah. movie? It had like a different sort of tab to it. Um, I think that might have been that just, uh, just at the tail end of that period. You ever you're talking about soda machines? You ever get one of those soda machines that has the it dispenses ice and then like syrup like into a cup? I always loved yeah. those whenever I encountered them. I just mm-hmm. thought that was like the best, the best quality soda you could get from a machine. It was like a fountain soda machine, Ooh. but it was automated. Ooh, yeah, they don't really make that's them awesome. anymore. That's not to be confused with the freestyle. Not to be confused with the freestyle. No, this okay. was a, this was a different thing, different animal. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to the next ad. Mitch has one point. Mm-hmm. Jess is uh, Jess has zero, uh, and let's get to the next one. A lot of soccer playing here in a park. Have a Coke and a Smile, the name of this spot. Mitch, you're up first this round. Who? What year do you think? This first premiered. See, it's a funny thing with these things because, like, the last commercial was like maybe shittier and looked worse, but is is more current. Where mm-hmm. that like looks kind of like timeless and looks like it could even be newer, but it is, I think, from the seventies. Or could it even be like nineteen eighty? See, the thing is, it could be like nineteen eighty. That's yeah. why I, I went nineteen ninety last time because I was like, this is so late eighties, but it might be so late eighties that it's ninety. It's so tricky. What can be misleading about the about these is that you're dealing with a rip of like someone's like VHS tape of a TV commercial. Right. So like that sometimes is also the true. quality can be affected that well, way. Well, also Wags, a huge difference mm-hmm. is a lot of these things, some commercials were shot on film and then they changed over to tape. That's true too. And so that was that is possibly the difference between the two. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. But um same thing happened with porno in this era. Man, yeah, used to shoot yeah, oh, porno yeah. on film. I know, you know, it's a, we know, that's a you whole know. subplot in, in Boogie Nights. They're like, they're like, he switches from film to video, and he's like, it's not art anymore. And if I remember from you telling stories, you were pissed. <laughs> this is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. Beta I want to kind of sit in it. Betamax is kind of like a great name for you. I'll the take Max- it. <laughs> maximum amount of beta <laughs> um i'm gonna go 1978 man i was watching the godfather last night and it's just it's really good of course obviously mm-hmm. yeah but man hollywood sucks we, we got into the wrong business everyone sorry <laughs> just timing wise there was a period where it was like oh that was this was the vanguard of of art and now that's kind of yeah. shifted elsewhere it's not really the same thing anymore. i was just thinking of like the difference between like the godfather and then like free guy uh-huh well i mean that's also those are 
attempting very different things. One is a very commercial All film, right. the other Relax. is... Relax. Yeah, Mitch, think about the promise of the premise, man, okay? They're not sitting out to do the same thing, okay? And you don't think that Godfather that year, they had some real turds? Man, go back and look at, like, the Rise of Disaster movies. Not everything was art house made by the by the boys, you know? They wow. had some shitty... There you go. You think the towering Inferno was, like, changing the game, man? Give me Fast, you know fast 9 any day over towering Inferno. I'm saying it in a weird voice, but that is sort of my real opinion. <laughs> I mean, you you aren't you aren't wrong. I mean, though I will say to take into account of the time and how crazy the towering inferno must have been for you know, it's like the train coming to the, like a, a train pulls into station, people were probably scared while watching the towering inferno, but I will yeah, say this. finished it. The the, the the train pulls into station? Yeah, I know I got got too scared <laughs> the fuck out of there. Yeah, you're like halfway through. Yeah. Um, I will say the Godfather could use a lightsaber battle at the end, dude. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they just make like a a, a mega family? Why don't they put their powers together so like they actually are a mega family? The um, Corleones and the Skywalkers. Godfather cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Just see you do make you make other. you make good points. I know what you're saying. It's just is mm-hmm. things shot on film feeling you know. Feeling like art. Yeah, oh, you're, yeah, you're right though. You know, the Fast and the Furious franchise is great. 1978 is is which uh, six years off of the Godfather, which I believe is 72, but 78. 1978 is your guess. By the way, speaking of the Godfather, I was just thinking about. I should have done a Billy Corgan. I should have pulled a Billy Corgan. But go ahead. Well, one one away from Billy Corgan's favorite year. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the the re- regarding uh, the Godfather. There, there's a, this great documentary that probably a good number of our listeners are familiar with or have seen, but The Kid Stays in the Picture came out in the early 2000s about the producer Robert Evans who produced The Godfather, among other, among many other films. Um, he's like this kind of legendary Hollywood uh, figure. But he, it's, it's like a very self-aggrandizing documentary, but that's part of what's interesting about it. Like he narrates it and he's telling about his own life, so it's like his own career viewed through his own biases. But he talks about The Godfather and he like – there was an early screening of The Godfather – um, and it's yeah. a shorter cut than what ultimately came out, and uh, and everyone's like, "Oh, this was this was really good," and giving Francis Ford Coppola p- praise or whatever. But he goes up to Francis Ford Coppola, and he's like, he's like disgusted. He's like, "I let, this is Robert Evans talking about what he did." He said, "I went up to Coppola and I said, I wanted an epic. You gave me a fucking trailer." Like, <laughs> 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 that that's another that's another audio book I enjoyed. Robert Evans reading that book. He oh, reads right. it. Oh, right, yes. And Ooh. he like laughs and stuff. He'll be like, and then I said, I wanted an epic and you gave me a trailer. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> like in the audiobook. It's great. Oh, That's man, right. 1978, I fear, is the perfect guess. So strategy-wise, I don't really know. Oh, man, okay, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, oh, man, I don't want to, be a real Icarus here. No, do uh, it. All right, 1979. That You know what? I give you props for that because you could go 1970 and probably win. Yeah. Or or you're, or you're going f- for the gold with I'm 1979. Going for, I'm going for it on the dot. You know, I'm going for the dizzy dot. Because I don't think it's 80. I mean, it maybe is God, 1980. I also really feel like I have a bad concept of the 70s. Like, to me, that just looked... Did it look that good? You know, like, I, and I don't know. They got glass bottles. I get very confused about those, about 
Like, <laughs> how nice did it look? My, I don't know. My cultural touchstone is like that '70s show. That's not real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what year did this uh, come out? I'll ask my friend Billy. Shake down. 1979 was one year before the time this ad came out. So this is going to take it. Jess will get one point. This actually came out in 1980. Yeah. Oh, nice. Very good. Jess, Jess, what a fucking move. What a move. You each have a point. Had to get on the board. Anyways, uh, give the Godfather back to the boys. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Mitch, I read that. I read Feed gonna... got his hands on the franchise. They're making yeah, it the Godmother. The yeah. Godmother. Who did? Feig. Feig. Feig's making no, Godmother. No, no. <laughs> I'll make him a. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> I'll make him a quiche Lorraine. He'll enjoy. Oh, what Godmother? <laughs> That's what a woman would say. <laughs> Right, what time the is the ad. baptism? I take this role very seriously. That's what a godmother would say. <laughs> that's, that's a great call. Um, uh, I, I would happily see Godmother. All right, let's play the next ad. Let's this watch is always the Coca Cola. Oh, all right. I know this jingle already. Do 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 do. I'm going to sing it already. Oh, Emma's gone. Emma just do, left do, the call. Do, 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 do. Always Coca-Cola. Now, can we put that together of like when, could, can we get a guess just before the ad is played? Because I'm like, do, do, the sun will always shine. The birds, birds will always sing. sing. As long as there is thirst, there's, there's always, always the, the real thing. thing. Wow. Coca-Cola classic is, is always the one. one. So whenever there is fun, there's, there's always, always That was fun. I was, was having great. fun on the show. <laughs> do we do we even need to play the ad? I feel like we should. I mean, now I'm like, so we both we both in our head know a mental space of where this is. Yeah. That's funny because like that could have I could have learned that song from when I was Four to twenty. Who knows? Yeah, it could have exactly. it could have caught, fallen anywhere in there. So I do want to see the ad, but I I feel like this is like I was in my teens. Jess, were you okay. and Jess, you're 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 younger than us, but like uh maybe like for you middle school or, yeah, or maybe elementary, elementary school. Yeah, late elementary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's kind of yeah, where I'm putting see, it too. Let's see those vis- those visuals. Yep. Okay, so this is a remix. That's not. This is later. This is even later. This This was, yes, this this was a different version of the same campaign. Uh, But that featured. A young version of one of our finest hunks, a 16-year-old Tyrese. That's what I thought. Tyre- okay. Tyrese, well, you shouldn't say how old he was, Wags, but Tyrese 
is in is Tyrese is in. We were just bringing up the Fast and Furious. I know. Movies. Yeah. Look at what. I, I think mean, it's fine for me to say how old he was. Well, you, do you know Tyrese's birthday? Okay, I'm gonna, 16 years old. I okay, yeah, that, I feel like he's probably. I feel like that does sort of help a little bit, but probably okay, not yeah. precisely enough because I think we both would be in the mid 90s right. anyway. Yeah, mid 90s uh, for all sure. Right. Let's, uh, Jess, you are up first. Your guess for this always Coca Cola remix. Okay, I'm going to go 96. Fuck. That was the exact 96. year I was going to say. And I think you might be 100% I like maybe, right. I feel like maybe he was born in 1980. I feel like maybe I was about 9 or 10. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're 100% like, right. Late elementary school for me, I was maybe end of middle school, almost high school, or maybe high school. Yeah, you're only a couple years Not, older. 96 is, man, that is that was exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say 96. And so I'm like, do I go 95 or 97? And I think of the two, I got to go 97. I think I got to go above because I don't think, I don't think it's 95. So I'm going to go 97. And cr- You're going to go fingers. 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one gets a point here. 1994. Wow. You're, you're, both, you're both consistently overshooting it, I'd say. Okay. So keep that in mind as we progress to these last two. Seventy-eight. It's not up at one apiece. Tyrese was born in seventy-eight. Yeah, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, all right, next one. Damn. This spot, Damn. Coke adds life. Coke adds life. It's like the taste This is a good one. Ooh, For our listeners, there's there's an old an anachronistic old timey car there. There's a URL at the yeah, very end that doesn't maybe help. give a hint to the era. And there was also a. <laughs> well, it was shot in color, and a lot of it was in, featured a nerd with a bucket hat, sort of gallivanting around a town, mm-hmm. making mischief. So this is a TikTok someone made yesterday, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me take my corduroy bucket hat off, and let's all get in this bed car. <laughs> also, he finds the nerd finds a pretty girl, and then she just stays with him. Yeah, he finds her, yeah. and then she just stays with him. Wow, all right, that could only yeah. happen uh, now. It's a paid partnership. Why? You know what? On. You threw us off with your Tyree stuff in the last one because, man, ninety four seemed still seemed early for it, mm-hmm. but it also seemed early for that song that we were singing to have been yeah. redone. Like redone, I was like, yeah. oh, maybe that one was like ninety three, ninety four, and now we're coming. You know? Yeah. I think I, think, yeah, I think what happens is you kind of look back on your life and you don't really you can't place things as precisely as you could you thought you could in your childhood memory because yeah. it's all it's all like kind mm. of blurs together. And I think the other thing is No, I'd rather blame you. The other thing is that commercials used to air for a lot longer than they do now. That's it's true like too. It, it's yeah. like, you know, you used to see the the same ads running for years at a time. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's. Uh, but but that how being about this said, I don't one? remember seeing life. this ad ever uh, mm-hmm. from 1982 onward. Um, it still feels weirdly like an 80. It could be 70s or could be 80s. I'm gonna go 70s because we've had a couple 80s ads already. Wait, is it my mm-hmm. turn or is it? Oh, it is. It it's is your turn. turn. It's your first. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess 19. 
I'm going to guess 1977. It's a good guess. 1977. 1977. Yeah. For the Spoon okay. Man. Sorry, Gordon. I'm gonna guess go, what say you? I'm going to go 75. 1975. Are we overshooting again? Please tell me. We can't be. Mitch, you're right on target. 1977 Whoa. on the dot. Shit. You get two oh, points. Shit. Damn, son. Damn. And there's, there's only one question left, so you have wow. clinched it. You are going to win this round, but wow. we will play the last jingle Wait, just, was, just for completion. How many sake. points do I have? Three? You have three points. Jess has one. Well, so Jess can tie it up. Jess can tie it up. Jess can tie it up. No way for me to win, but I can tie. And so we'll we'll pretend this is Premier League soccer. You know what? A new rule. Tie goes to the guests, Jess. So you have Whoa. a chance if you can wow. guess. Oh wow, that's exactly. so generous! But you gotta guess exactly I gotta right. Get it exact. Well, and I get to go first, which is I can't tell if that's better or worse. Okay. Wait, tie goes to the guest. This is now. Uh, if you're updating the Doughboys Wiki, this is the Mitch Kenna rule. Tie <laughs> goes to the guest. <laughs> All God. right. I feel Let's so hear, bad. Uh, if there was a Mitch Kenna like a Brendel fly. Jess, I hope that never happens to you. <laughs> Jess's body with your head. <laughs> <laughs> Falling over. <laughs> it's like a Funko Pop. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's play this last ad. Can't beat the real thing. Oh. Okay. Probably going to sing this one. All right. Is this a Coke commercial or a perfume <laughs> oh man! I I got a year in my head immediately, Jess. If this started off with such like a, it was such a wedding focus. Yes. It was so much about one specific wedding, and then it started to jump to a montage of Americana, like yeah. you know, playing football, uh, jumping into a river. Fleeing from a, a small aircraft for some reason. I don't know what that was <laughs> about. With like a wooden plane on like a, what definitely looked like an East Coast beach with that, right. that type of fencing. <laughs> um, that was that, okay. That was that, this, that, that New England thing, that New, yeah. New England mystique. Yep. This is, I wonder what you're feeling right now because in my mind, this could be in two decades. It could be in one of two decades. I think it's a cusper 80s, 90s for sure. I don't think yeah. that we're hiding anything by saying that. No. I, I think I'm gonna go man alive. Okay, so we had four eighty-seven. I'm gonna go ninety-one. I like it. Nineteen ninety-one. So the date that popped into my head immediately was ninety-two, and then I started to think it was earlier. I was um, going ninety-two as well, but then I decided to air slightly under. Well, here's the confusing thing and the confusing thing about this game. And also just like about Coke is because Coke will have like throwback commercials that yeah. feel older. It's true. And then and then also the Tyrese one being in 94 makes me be like, could it be 1989 or something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like uh, or 1990. So my two thoughts immediately was 1992. Mm -hmm. And then in my head, I was like, is it 1990 exactly? But I'm going to go with the first thought of 1992, which which also isn't fair to Jess. This is why the Price is Right rules aren't fun. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm having fun. We're all having a blast. We're all having a good time. You know, I feel like I'm having a Coke. I feel like I'm running after my wedding. 
feel like <laughs> getting lifted at the end of a football game. So you know what? You have to get it exactly right, so it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, I'll go yeah, ninety. Exactly. I'll go. I'll go nineteen ninety two. The year that popped in my head. We have the new rule, the Mitch Kenner rule. Ty goes to the guest. We also have the established mm-hmm. rule, the Arden Marine rule. If you guess the year exactly, you get two points. And you know what? Spoonman, you get two points. Oh 1992 exactly. Damn. You win. Good Five to job. one. Good job, Mitch. Wow. Great round, that was, Mr. Slice. It, it, as well soon as it started Jess. in my head, I was like 92 immediately. And I, I thought 93, and then I made myself go down further just in ca- out of out of safety. But for sure, that was early 90s. That those that wedding dress really made, I was trying to think like when did four weddings and a funeral come out because it feels like <laughs> yeah right you know it feels like that kind of cultural touchstone the moment i wake up and then i drink coca cola wait is that a, wait a minute that, that's a, i believe you're referencing my best friend's wedding damn it yeah. oh yes that's right. a, that's later 90s yeah i'll I drink a little, a little coke for you, you. That's that's a weird sequence because it actually is like a little musical number. Like someone yeah. busts out a piano and starts playing it there, and then mm-hmm. everyone's just like singing along. But it's this otherwise with pretty straight movie. Claws in the back. It's a great yeah. song. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Jess, what a great battle! Well, great, a great. Oh, yeah, uh, that man. was a, that was a good one. We had that yeah, was a good battle. Fun. Great back and forth. And hey, just like a restaurant value feedback, let's open up the feedback today. We have an email from Ford from Seattle. Ford writes. Huh. I just saw this band called Dry Cleaning at the Neptune Theater in Seattle last night. They sound pretty cool, like if you mix Three Dog Night with CCR. Okay. In their song, Strong Feelings, that's a slight against us. In their uh-huh. song, Strong Feelings, they say, I've been thinking about eating that hot dog for hours, which obviously reminded me of you guys. What is your favorite food-related lyric? Food lyrics. I mean, Ooh. my mind goes to Weird Al, obviously. Mm. Yeah, because he has so many food parodies, but I feel like perhaps that's a little bit of a cheat. Mm-hmm. But I do. Mm-hmm. That is what I think of. Uh, I mean, this is kind of uh, uh, not exactly right. It's not a food, but I think mm-hmm. when he fucked me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. <laughs> and also Lemonade. That song is a, like, yeah. Beyonce had a Lemonade song. Wow. Yeah, and she had hot sauce in her go. bag. Wow. Swag. That's but I think when he fucked me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. I also love Red Lobster, and not yeah. my first time on Doughboys, but my uh, but loved doing Red Lobster. On That's right. The Doughboys. Red Lobster Fest was that Rock Lobster Fest. Rock was Lobster Fest. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A lot of fun. Um, Ford, I can't believe this email wasn't from Detroit, Wags. I thought that would be uh, appropriate. Mm, because mm. of the Motor Corporation. And I thought, being from the Pacific Northwest, perhaps it was Fjord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure they have those there, but they definitely are closer to having fjords. <laughs> if- um, you know, there's there's a few that I can. I'm trying to think of like a obviously Wags, um, the Melon Camp, uh, sucking on chili dog outside of taste freeze. Sure, uh, yeah, that's a big one. Um. American Pie, I'm sure, has some. They talk about whiskey and rye, at least. So they talk about drinks. Um, Wags, you know this one. Uh, summertime in the LBC. There's a oh, whole yeah. verse about about uh, the barbecue grill, and it does mm-hmm. make you like want to be at that barbecue. Um, hmm. The one I think I'm, of I'm is trying the, to think of more. 
there's there's a there's a uh, in I am the the walrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the there's like the whole thing about yellow matter custard, yellow mm. matter custard dripping from a dead dog's eye, something like that. And I know that's not a particularly appetizing lyric, but it always stuck in my head for whatever reason. Yeah, that's yeah. disgusting. Yellow matter man. custard dripping from a dead dog's eye. <laughs> that basically just sounds like pus from a dead dog. Man, that's it. Really does. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Gross. That dude. reminded Wags of Wags of food. Yeah, that's fucking gross, dude. That's and also, gross, hey, Wags. dude. <laughs> Wags, that's fucking gross, dude. Dude, I gotta just come at the level with you right now. That's gross, dude. I also think of there's a glass onion and then also mm. honey pie. I, 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 the Beatles had some food related lyrics. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any Dave Matthews. I know there, there's one in. And uh, what would you say? I'm just just because people will be have mad his, if I don't say. One he dev- does have his Dreaming Tree Vineyard. This is the kind of question, mm-hmm. and and I get why the Drop King picked it out. But this is the kind of question where it's like, hey, r- r- recall something, yeah. and you're kind of on yeah. the spot. And then anytime yeah. you're trying to like, you're like in the headspace of a shit. I got to make my memory do something specific. It's always difficult. You know you what's know? funny? It's is always, I, it's always I, trickier. And then people are listening to the fucking podcast. Are like, how could they forget blank? I know. Yeah, but put they yourself in this us. situation where you have also, to remember miss, something on the spot. We, as, yes, I called time thyme. Who cares? You fuck Who up a lot. gives a shit? We're idiots, too. What do you want I mean, from that, us? Shut up. To be honest, though, that one was pretty bad. <laughs> you shouldn't have called time thyme. Oh, shut up. I can call time thyme. Okay. That was really bad. Shut up. Ameri- <laughs> this, by the way, I was like, I, was like uh, I know that there's some in American Pie. And I'm I'm saying American pie as I say that. I mean, not that American pie is a is a is a pie, but a, a pie pie is in there. And Wags, how could we forget a cheeseburger in paradise? Oh, Buffett, Heaven of on course, Earth Buffett. With an onion slice, not yeah. too particular, not too precise. I want a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger in paradise. I was just I was letting you do the lyrics. I didn't know. I want my wood lettuce, lettuce and tomatoes, Heinz 57, and French fried, French fried potato. potatoes. We brought uh, this up before. So Margarita Bill. And a <laughs> sorry, cool. sorry for cutting off this rendition. The, the, uh, the, the frustration with Margaritaville, the chain is mm-hmm. their version of the cheeseburger in paradise does not have Heinz 57. What are we doing here? What mm. are we doing here? It was like clearly a cost-cutting That's, measure, but it's just like get the fucking hind have deliver on what the fucking it's a song about a fucking cheeseburger from the guy the restaurant mm-hmm. is named after. Have the titch of the fucking cheeseburger in paradise, the title of the song, match what the lyrics are. What are, what we, are doing? we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, that's that's uh also we said rock lobster fest and we didn't mm-hmm. say rock I mean a rock lobster. I guess that's more of an animal. Oh, that's good. But it, but yeah, that's less of a I don't think he's talking about eating that lobster. He's just saying mm-hmm. it was a rock lobster. He's just uh, sort of recalling it. I'm going to eat that rock lobster, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He's just playing an improv warm up. Say anything that you can think of. It would be funny if you like found out that that was an improv warm up and he's like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not my legacy. That. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. How about here's a how about a little Floyd? 
If you don't eat mm-hmm. your meat, you can't have any pudding. Wags, great, great call. And great, great song. That's uh, yeah. another brick in the wall part two, the yeah. outro. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? That's a, yeah. that's a great one. Here's my question. Why is he not eating the meat? I'd be uh, all over that meat. I got to eat this meat, meat to get this pudding? Yeah, you got a deal. Maybe it was bad meat. Oh, it could have been bad meat, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was um, leathery. <laughs> Breakfast in America by Super Tramp. Is that, take a look at my girlfriend. Is that that song? I'm just looking at a list now, I by the no way. I have no idea. I'm cheating. I don't know that song by title. That's fine. Um, hmm. The White Stuff by Weird Al Yankovic. I guess that's about uh, Oreos. It's funny that this list just lists one Weird Al song. <laughs> <laughs> when basically almost every Weird Al song probably ha- like at least mentions food. <laughs> they probably the writer of that article probably was just like, well, I can't just do all Weird Al songs. <laughs> Spin Diddy has 100 best songs about food. There's so many. Yeah, there are. But so you know, many. like Wag said, don't do that to us. Come on, just don't do it to us. Yeah. Come on, leave be the nice boys to- alone. Be nice to the boys. <laughs> be nice to the boys. <laughs> We're begging you, please be nice to the boys. <laughs> Starts with such an such an alpha sort of attitude, and then just shrinks into be please, nice to the boys, please eh, be, be nice. nice to the boys. If you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GOTO. That's 830-463-6844. And you can get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, by joining the Golden or Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Jess McKenna. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for uh, just having a, me. Always a delight always a to pleasure. have you. Thank you for making so much mm-hmm. time for us. What a great way to kick off the new year, the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, anything you'd like to plug at this time? Oh, well, I don't think so, but oh, it's always a fun time to be on here. Um, please work on that fan art responsibly. Please don't. Um, please only do it when your children are asleep <laughs> uh, or <laughs> if you are uh, childless and it really is filling you with joy. But so whatever time it takes you to get that cream tre- uh, cream team, that'd be great. But please, you know, don't take it on if it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it, really. Yeah. It all ever. Yeah, already. yeah. Come on, please. Um, by the way, one we forgot, Chop Suey by System of a Down. Wake oh, up! Oh, there you go. Wake up! That one. Is that song about... Does it have any food? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I think that's just the name of the song. You wanted to. I don't know. I don't don't really know. I don't don't know. You wanted to. You wanted to. We don't need to eye when angels deserve to die. Right? Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. (laughs) Great song. Good song. Um, Don't do that to us anymore. (laughs) Be nice to the boys. No more questions asking us to remember things. We can't remember anything. Be nice to the boys. Please be nice to the boys. That'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. Please. <laughs> Just be nice to the boys. <laughs> On the next Doughboys Double, there's no business like snow business. Alana Johnston, a.k.a. The Knife, joins to discuss that white substance that's not quite water and not quite ice. Doughboys, more like snowboys. Get the Doughboys Double every Tuesday only at patreon.com slash doughboys. Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.